Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wet and wild, wet t-shirt Wednesday contest type of day. I am the one and only legendary host of all your wet t-shirt contests, Mr. GU. And I am the legendary DJ of those contests, DJ Michael B. that thing on a beautiful hump day yeah so it's been a fantastic week it's been great waiting patiently to get back to this day damn right because last week was fun today we bring you more fun more fun more good times what's up man talk to me how's, how's the week oh man it's been a it's been a long one for to say the least um it gets even longer tomorrow but um we made a little progress today it, okay. as far as the, the, the other job goes, so that was a big deal. I'm sure you'll check that out on the, uh, on the Instagram post. Um, I got my Twitter back up and running. Okay. I, um, I cleaned it up. Um, you know, sometimes your, your uh, ratio is way off. Like, you'll follow two followers. Oh, okay, followers. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That so was, I was like, no, nah, I don't so, know what you're talking about. So when yeah. you, it means when you have, when you have like way more following, following than followers. Yeah. So I cut that shit all the way down to where it's like the same number on both sides. Oh, that's good. So... Building that up from there, at LXGCEO, Kemp is how you find me on Twitter. There you go. So I'm trying to get all these socials rocking and rolling. Um, anywho, other than that, um, fantastic fantasy weekend. Went undefeated in fantasy. For who? For me. Huh. Talking about me. I went 4-0. So NBA, Money League, I locked up the number one overall record in the Western Division. Okay. So... That was good. I barely won, though. Mm. The dude I was playing on Monday, of all possible people I could have been playing against, the Patriots defense. And I almost lost. (laughs) I won 133 to 127. Okay. Barely. And the one time that I don't fucking – the one time that I decided, all right, I'm going to sit – you know, I sat my man Donovan Peoples-Jones was the wrong time. Yes, it was. But I sat him in favor of Michael Gallup and some other people. And, I, and you know. Rightfully given, so. You should have played Michael Gallup. Well, yeah, because yeah, I expected what I expected from the fucking Cowboys-Texans game. Yeah. Clearly, that ain't what the fuck happened. I, I don't think anybody predicted what the fuck happened. Yeah. So, that's how that went. Um, In our league, I knocked you out of the number one seed. And. Uh, gentlemen's talk. Gentlemen, in the gentlemen's league. I played you. In football? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who I lost to. I just knew yep. I lost. You lost to me. Yeah. And you and we played each other in the first round of the playoff. What? Oh, Come yeah. on, bro. I'm coming for that ass. Come on, dog. That you know you know that it Oh my God. Got the Drake in me going back. It, does, to does, back. Does, does it it starts this uh weekend? Yes. I this thought week. so. I put that on the on the Facebook, but I couldn't remember if it was this yeah. week or next week. Yeah. Whoever I played in CJ's league destroyed them. Um, um what I can say though is that the rest of the league is lucky that we're playing each other in the first round because somebody else has a chance to get to the championship. Yeah. I don't think we've ever played in the first round. No, we haven't. Not in not in football. Basketball we have. Yeah. Not in football. I don't understand but I'm I don't 
I don't understand. How does the ma- is it like a random matchup? I don't understand how the matchup works. No, because you got dropped down to two. Two versus seven. I'm number seven. Oh, yes. Okay, right. I knocked you out of first. Okay, okay. Well, who the hell took first? Wait a minute. I don't know. Probably either. Probably Herb. I, you know what? It I might think, be Herb. I think either. me and Herb has the same, probably the same uh, he record, but he, he has more points. Yeah, he might have outscored you. Yeah, um, everybody outscored me. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, actually, Julius took the number one seed. How? So Julius is ten and four. You're ten and four. Julius outscored you by two hundred and six. Yeah, I'm not surprised points. by that. I'm not even. I'm not surprised um, by that. So yeah, um, that's how that panned out. Well, and Julius, you dodged the goddamn bullet. Lucky so mother. Let's take a look at these first round matchups. So okay. Julius has Isaiah, our newcomer. Uh, Jared's got. Uh, Jared has to play CJ. Oh um, man, Herb's got one, and then you and I are uh, currently squared up. Yeah, this is the, this is the first time we've ever played against each other in the first round of the playoffs. It's gonna be interesting. And no, it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Mm, I'm gonna have to put my commissioner hat on. Unless Isaiah fixes his roster, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let somebody in the first round just not have it. Like no, not have their uh roster. Part right, of, part of their roster is fucked, and I don't like it. Okay. Like, no, motherfucker got Naheem Hines, Hayden Hurst, Devin Duvernay. But you got Metcalf, McLaurin, Jonathan Taylor all sitting on the bench. No. Nah, kill no. yourself. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No. no, no, no. Um, everybody else's rosters are pretty set. Uh, actually, no, Juan's roster ain't set. Tyler Boyd and Damian Pierce, who's out, who's probably going to be out for the rest of the fantasy Here's, playoffs. I will say, here, this, this is when you start to learn especially right the last two weeks of fantasy playoffs, the first round is still kind of like where people are still locking stuff up. So, Oh, no, my, my roster's ready to go. No, not that. I'm talking about like an NFL, like real, real life oh, NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like well, because right now the Eagles are the only team that's actually clinched exactly. the playoff spot. So everybody is still competing right now for, for I mean, the Cowboys could pretty much put it in coast mode, uh, almost, put it almost in coast mode. But um, the first week, you have no excuse as to if you lose, you just lose. You just lost. But, like, b- by the second and, and the, the championship week, um, you, you really figure out if you're actually paying attention to your team or if you're paying attention to football because people start to rest players once they start locking shit up. And li- I think at least four, four teams might clinch this weekend. So after this week, you're re- a lot of people really have to do a lot of Wavering and things like this is where you're. This is where you normally come through in the clutch and win the league at the end of the year. Is after the first when you get past the first round because you always get past the first round. Hopefully that's not the case this year, but you always get past the first round. We'll find out. Yeah, but you always get past the first round. It's gonna be close. And um, um your your last two weeks of playoffs is where you shine big time because you keep up and waver a lot of players just based on they're going to rest this person. This person won't play as much because they're already locked up. This and that, and people don't pay attention to that. That's what made the NBA. Finale last year, the, the the last week, so hard between us two because we were literally like every day drop ad, drop ad, a whole bunch of random players that don't ever freaking play basketball. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, some decisions has got to be made in CJ's league, but is this the first week of playoffs in CJ's league too? Um, actually, no. I think his. I think his. Oh, uh, so they don't. He doesn't do a quarterfinal. He oh, he goes straight into semi, semi, a semifinal and a and a final. Okay, so he just takes the best four teams. That's what it looked. Well, 
there ain't that many. There's doesn't only, matter. There's only, six, there's only six teams. And it doesn't matter because one of us are going to win the damn league, that league too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there because CJ is not winning that league. There's no way. Well, I'm actually he's currently in first. I don't care if he's in first. He's not winning. He barely, he barely took first for me too. I, I got, I'm sitting in second. You're I think I'm in third. like in fourth. You're oh, in, I'm in no, third. You're in third. Wow. Me, you, and CJ are leading this league. Yeah, of course. This is this is why it's unfair for us to join other leagues. So and we have the elite of the elite league. I'm playing and I'm playing big homie in NBA and I'm, you know, well, big homie, set your lineup, bro. Yeah, man. You got Lonzo and Colin Sexton both playing and they're injured. You also got fucking Norman Powell playing and he's also injured. Set your fucking lineup. Wendell Carter's also injured. Set your oh, goddamn my, lineup. God, I feel like my whole damn fantasy basketball team is injured, you bro. Also, but I mean, at least you got Kay Cunningham on the bench. But, bro, use your, use your IR spots. I gave you two. Use them both. I did. No, not you. Oh. my big homie. Oh. Bro, I'm projected 2,000 points against big homie. Big homies project 828. He needs to set his lineup. I don't want easy matchups. I want, if I lose, I want to lose. I don't want to win easily. But CJ's in second in our NBA, and he's in the standings as far as in the Western standings. And then Azul's right behind me. I think I'm like in God. I might be in third. We actually, I've never seen this in in fantasy basketball. We have somebody who's 0-8. Is it Josh? No, it's Juan. Oh, my God. No, no, Josh is 3-5. and five. Oh, my God. But I've never, he's 0-8, but he's scored... Well, he's only he's only scored eight thousand eight hundred and twenty five points in eight weeks, so he's only averaging about a thousand. Because he's probably not setting his. He's lineup. not setting his lineup. That's what I'm talking about. Like set your lineup. This is why people. This is why there's so much turnover. This is why I like to like. I, I kind of. This be, is why I move. This is why I move people. Yeah, I, I kind of like the. I kind of like to keep it the same between the players between fantasy football and basketball. Because when you get on Sunday to set your football lineup, just switch over to your basketball and set that shit. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but, yeah, that's why I'm always making moves, looking for certain types of players, looking for players who set lineups because I don't want any easy wins unless you just suck at drafting. That's, that's a different problem. I, I mean, you can't, You know what, though? You can't just suck at drafting because if you don't know who to draft, the damn computer tells you it's a just somebody for you to draft. And even if you go – I've done a whole bunch of auto drafts. Oh, we know. But yours has all been like internet problems. Like, right. You know, oh, I'm other, at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like other reason. But, and, I, and I really do, he can tell you, I really do try to set the draft yeah. around a time when either you're not like, I ideally like to draft on Sundays. Yeah. Because typically, outside of like maybe if me and DJ Michael B got some type of event or some shit yeah, going I'm on. Yeah, I'm DJing. We're usually, we're usually, everybody's usually off. And the crazy thing is, even though, even though you get auto, I mean, and I'm, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, I don't care if y'all auto draft. I'm, I'm busy, so I can't do it. Let it just auto draft for me, and then I'll get on, and I'll still, and I keep up, so I'll make cuts and all kind of stuff. I can, I can rebound a team. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so yeah, I have um, I got a pretty tough matchup in my money league. I'm not gonna lie to you, same guy I just played, but um, first round playoffs. Yeah, first round of playoffs oh. is big deal, big time. He's projected 121. I'm projected 119. Who the Patriots got this week if he's playing the Patriots defense? Uh, Vegas. Mm. I still – they'll score, but Arizona's situation is way worse. With Kyler going out like he did. Like, that game was fucking trash. But um, he's gambling a little bit because he's starting 
Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin um, against the Giants. We yeah, had that go last big or game. go home. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, you also got Tyler Lockett against San Francisco. That's a big one because I have San Francisco defense, who I told you I'm riding with to the end. Where I already told you. You know how I feel yeah. about that. Their defense just showed their ass again because uh, Mr. Irrelevant won a game. Where things are going to change is he also is playing Mike White as his quarterback because he had Lamar Jackson. So Ooh. Mike White is also banged up. He did pick up Brock Purdy, who's also banged up, by the way. He might want to look into picking up Huntley on the cool. Unless Somebody he, already did. Oh, okay. I was about saying, unless they don't have a favorable he, matchup. He, lost, uh, he did lose Debo last week. Uh, oh, that sucks, man. This is the, only the second time I've ever seen this, but he's actually also he's starting two tight ends. He's starting George Kittle and Dalton Schultz against me. Who the, who the Cowboys playing? Jacksonville. Not bad. Not bad. And then, of course, San Francisco's got Seattle. I think this game, and, and this is the thing, we'll talk about this when we get into our NBA stuff too, but I think I, I think Seattle's been figured out because Geno Smith is starting to get a little rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they definitely. Uh, and, and the last defense you want to run into is San Francisco, right now. Oh, San Francisco's gonna eat them like, alive. San, San Francisco has the kind of defense, like, listen, bro. Let me they're tell number you, number one in everything. Let me tell you, San Francisco's fantasy playoff schedule: Seattle, Washington, Vegas. You should have no problem winning the money league just based off of San Francisco's defense. Nah, I, they need to score more, but I need, like, I mean. My my most important player this upcoming this week, I'm not even gonna lie to you, is actually Miles Sanders because they play Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Now I do have Donovan Peoples Jones against Baltimore. That's another big one. Um, I also have Zay Jones against Dallas because Zay Jones had the game of his goddamn life last week. Hey, yeah, shout out to Zay Jones, man. Hey, fucking balling in these waivers. That's all I'm saying. I, I, told, I, I think I got Zay Jones I've been, in our I've been, league. I've been telling people all year about Zay Jones and Donovan Peoples-Jones We have fucking fantasy. And, hey, if, 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 and, if, if, if your last name is Jones, you have a very good chance of – see, CJ, you dropped the ball. If your last name is Jones, you obviously have a good chance of being good in the yeah. NFL. So as it currently stands, I'm, I'm also sitting Gabriel Davis this week. He's, they're playing Miami, but he's been on a downward spiral. So currently I'm starting Michael Gallup over him. So Michael Gallup against Jacksonville. I'm hoping for the best. Um, I don't know. Uh, my 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 tight end, unfortunately, is a little nicked up. He may or may not play. My man Pat Fryermuth, but you know me. You know I live in these waivers. I have Pat. So I have Pat, and I think it's CJ's. Yeah. Lead. So I picked up um, Okonkwo from Tennessee. Uh huh. That's who my backup tight end is going to be. Who's been going off for double digit fantasy points? Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just another guy that just kind of popped up. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, but like I said, you know how I do with these waivers. So, and I didn't even actually make a waiver claim. I waited till waivers cleared and then I grabbed him. That's, after that's the, the way it's supposed to be. Well, I'm trying to move up in case I, I got to make some moves because I'm trying I, to win some money here. I get it. I got you know I still got Raheem Mostert on my bench. I got James Cook on my bench. I got I, st- I picked up Jahan Dotson last week because he balled out against the uh, against the Giants last go round. He okay, had five yeah. catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. So wasn't bad, but I don't. I don't really. I'm staying away from that Commanders Giants matchup. I don't really like anybody in that ma- in that matchup. I don't even like Saquon in that matchup. I don't like anybody. I don't like anybody in the. Com- um. I guess. If I had to pick somebody in that matchup, I'd pick. I'd probably pick the defense of of, of one of those teams. I mean, that's the. I'd pick the. I mean, I'd pick if you give me if you're making me pick. I'm picking the Commanders defense. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying like that would 
that that would pretty much be the own your your safest pick if you had to pick somebody. It would be the defense special teams. Yeah. Um. So there's that division games. I don't like them. Not for we, fantasy. We do not like them. All right. So let's get into these power rankings. All right. All right. So we're gonna start from the bottom, make our way up to the top. Number ten, the Los Angeles Chargers. Number nine, the Baltimore Ravens. Somehow they are just hanging out. So Miami Dolphins at number eight. Cincinnati Bengals at number seven. Minnesota Vikings at number six. San Francisco 49ers at number five. Dallas Cowboys at number four. Buffalo Bills at number three. Kansas City Chiefs at number two. And the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. This is currently the Week 15 NFL Power Rankings. Run back that run back that last matter of fact just just, just run that list back real quick. Number ten the Chargers, uh-huh. nine the Ravens, okay. eight the Dolphins, okay. seven the Bengals, okay. six the Vikings, not better than the Bengals. Um, okay. five the Niners, four mm. the Cowboys, three mm. the Bills, two the Chiefs, one the Eagles. Can I ask you a question? Ask away. If the Bengals and the and the Cowboys were to play right now in a winner take all game at essentially the playoffs, mm-hmm. would you pick the Cowboys or the Bengals in that game? Bengals. I would too, and I don't. I don't. I don't trust Dak. Dak has been turning the ball over more than he normally does, especially at the wrong time of the and year. And Cincinnati's defense is peaking at the right freaking time. And and Joe Burrow won a game missing his number two and number three receivers. Yeah, it was just um, the Jamar Chase show and some random guys they pulled out the stands. Pretty much, like nobody knew who those guys were. They had the janitor, the trash can, and, and you had a good mix of Joe Mixon and Shamaj P. Ryan. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm fine with. Philly and the Chiefs being one and two. Oh, I'm definitely. I think I. I just don't. I think the Bengals um, should be higher. The Bills one is getting more interesting because Josh Allen needs to tighten it up. Is it getting? It, it, I. I wouldn't say it's getting more interesting. They're making the case that they should be lower at this. That's point. what I'm saying. Like Josh Allen needs to tighten it up because these interceptions and this bad play, like the game last week was not good. The didn't, Jets. The Jets should have won that game last week. And I hate to say um, it that way, but they should have won that game. The Jets. Here's what's crazy. I'm going to tell you what happened. The way the Jets played the Bills is the way the Dolphins played the Patriots in their heyday. Mm-hmm. Give the Jets another year. The Jets might fuck around and sweep the Bills next year. They might. And I don't even like – but the Jets, for being in the position they're in, they're ahead by a year. I they're think the over, Jets are every, the most impressive team this year. The, every, everything the Jets are doing this year, they're overachieving. So – the problem, they solved their problem. Coach their problem, of the year consideration. Yeah. Their problem was fucking Zach Wilson. You need to cut that motherfucker. Trash. Cut, cut, cut. And somebody brought, and I was watching this video. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to stray too far, but this brings up an co- extremely compelling point. I was doing some reading, and I was watching some videos, and this guy comes on about this video, and he talks about the disrespect to um, mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He said mobile and he said black quarterback. He said both. But he talked about that year, and you know this You know this draft I'm about to bring up very well, when all year long it was Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Sometimes Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Yep. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson comes up. And we're like, who? <laughs> i never forget that shit. <laughs> so, look, I watch a lot of college football. Okay? Hey, man. Listen, okay? I watch a lot of college football, and I watch Zach Wilson play. Zach Wilson was not that damn good to where he should have been considered a guy who should have been in a top like a top one or two pick in the draft. Yeah. Mind you, that same draft, Trey Lance went number two. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. 
at somebody thought they found them a Josh Allen because Josh Allen went to the same college type of thing. That's cool. Um, but they did this before because they did this in the Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes draft with Mitchell Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Where is that? Where's that got us now? Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, nowhere, because clearly the two best quarterbacks in that draft were Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, without question. Of course. But we wanted to bring up Mitchell Trubisky and Daniel Jones, and I believe was it Sam Darnold in that draft? Too? I think Sam. Dar- it, was that the what, Sam Darnold Baker Mayfield draft too? I think is the Sam. Let was me that, ask you: Is, is the Sam Darnold Baker Sam Mayfield Darnold draft Baker the Lamar Jackson draft? Yes, was, they were, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were in the same draft. What I'm saying is that I the think, Lamar Jackson yes, draft. I think okay. that is Lamar Jackson draft. Okay. Which means we that was the year. all freaking knew Lamar Jackson was. Oh, I just, so that was the following year, wasn't that's it? the following year, That yeah. was the following year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, so look at those two drafts. Obviously, Lamar was better than both of those guys. Obviously, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were better than fucking Mitch Trubisky and Daniel Jones. Because Daniel Jones is still playing for a job. Mitch Trubisky is a backup. Yep. But, you know. Whatever. Hey, all I can say is at least uh he's still in the league. At this point of the season, I think Baltimore needs to be moved out of the top ten. I do too. I don't I don't I don't get it at this point. I think they need to be moved out of the top ten. And I think the argument should be made for another NFC East team to be in the top 10 at this point because I can't think of another team I would put in there right now in the NFC East like I'm trying to no, I'm saying, as far as Baltimore the, I'm talking yeah if you move Baltimore like, I'm trying to think of an AFC team I'd put in there but who I don't I don't think there's a because I don't I'm not gonna put Jacksonville in there I'm actually going I, to I say would, this I maybe you put the maybe it's an maybe it's an AFC East team I will. I will. I uh, the Jets aren't in the top ten, are they? No, and you can't put them in the top ten because they got jumped by the Patriots for the number seven playoff spot after Monday night. That's cool. Um, I mean, you can if you want to. Your yeah. opinion, of course. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't go put the Jets. I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to think of teams that I would say are better at this point than the Ravens. The Ravens. So I would. I would. I mean, I think without Lamar Jackson, I do. I do think that makes a team like the Jets better. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I'll take. I would say the. I think that makes I think that makes a team like that I think that makes a team like Seattle better. I think the Jets, the Patriots. I think uh, I think you got to throw Seattle, even though they're on a a small rough patch, but still Seattle. I will. I, you know what I'm, the I power rankings. I, I can't. I'm not gonna put Tampa because Tampa is Tampa's Tampa, even though they just get their ass handed to them too. Trying to think. Of, I was just trying to think. Of, let me think of NFC teams I would take uh, to uh, just teams that I would take over like. You know? See real Could you like Detroit played Detroit just beat the brakes off Minnesota. Matter of fact, Detroit is trending the right way Detroit, right now. Detroit kept Minnesota from clinching the division last Sunday. Yeah. That's a big deal. And let's talk about this for a second. Dan Campbell and company called up a play to throw the ball to 300 plus pound Penay Sewell on a third and seven to get the first down. Beautiful. If that ain't some beautiful play calling. Not to mention, shout out to Williams for getting his first NFL touchdown coming off of that ACL injury that he was injured back in the national championship game, too. That was huge. Jared Goff, shout out to you, bro. You played for your job, and it sounds like by the readings of the reports that you're going to keep that job for next year for sure. 
they don't see you as a bridge quarterback. They see you as the as a franchise quarterback. So shout outs to Jared Goff for that because that's massive. Yeah. Uh, I th- I actually like Jared Goff as the Lions quarterback as that team is currently being continually built. Like I'm not opposed to that. Like, like I guarantee you right now, a team like the Texans could use a Jared Goff type quarterback right now. The Texans need a prayer, but and uh, uh, anybody that is a, a I, I mean, hell, at this point, the Texans will take Derek Carr. I d- d- just uh, they would take any. Other starter in the league besides theirs. 100%. Um, so while you're looking at records, I'm going to jump into the tankathon because. Actually, I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking at records. Gotcha. Um, I, I was looking at teams to see who, who else I oh, put. Okay. Gotcha. Above. Gotcha. Um, so obviously, Houston gave Dallas a massive fucking scare, but they're still the number one pick. And not only did they give them a scare, they pissed me off in the process because how do you have the game won? And your defense is supposed to be the strong suit Bruh, of your team. I was sitting on my couch like this motherfucker, Micah, might actually get this fucking pick. Hey, I know John. I, I know Joe. Joseph. Joseph didn't even say nothing because he was so scared. And then he finally came out. How bro, about them Cowboys? Him like, and John L. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they was like, oh, bro, we gotta hear about this shit on the pod. Yeah, they already knew what time it was. They knew what it was. And don't worry. Oh, don't worry, Cowboys fans. I'm coming for your ass in a minute. Don't worry. We ain't got to that point in the show yet, though. Anywho, going to the Tankathon, our new favorite thing that we talk about. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. Russell Wilson went out with a concussion. Looks like he'll be out for a hot minute. That pick Russell Wilson, Ru- Russell Wilson should just be shut down the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, also Nathaniel Hackett should be fired, but that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being too forward. We'll talk about that in another in another episode. We'll, we'll get to because we'll talk about soon. coaching hot seats very yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, so right now that pick from Denver for Seattle is now currently the number two overall pick number three is chicago number four is the detroit lions number five is the philadelphia fucking eagles we're <laughs> fucking ridiculous dude it's fucking beautiful thank you new orleans for trading away your first round pick arizona at number six you might want to consider drafting a quarterback i said what i said i said what i said too number seven is the indianapolis colts not bad for jeff saturday to get kind of get started number eight the las vegas raiders we'll talk about that in the offseason Number nine, the Carolina Panthers. Number 10, the Atlanta Falcons. Number 11, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a bad pick for a team that's on the come up. Um, the Houston Texans at number 12 now. So it looks like, given Cleveland's final schedule and everything else, that second pick for the Texans is could go as high as 10 and as low as 14. So that's still not a bad second first round that pick. Is a, that's very good. Because, and- because Cleveland's 5-8. and eight. Yeah. So it they, can go as high as 10. Because they could finish 9 and 8, which would be as high as they can exactly, actually go. Which would make that the number 10 pick. Yeah. Or they could keep winning. I mean, sorry. They could, if they keep losing, they could, go, it could go as high as 10. They keep winning, it could go to about the 14th where Green Bay currently sits at 14. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at 13. I don't know if they need to do with that pick yet. We'll go through there. We we have yeah. a lot of off season shit to talk about. Yeah, we about. we definitely do. Uh, um, Green Bay at fourteen is an interesting place for them. Fifteen is Detroit. So not bad. Detroit's got two picks in the first round as well. The Chargers at sixteen. It's actually a really good spot for them. There's that, a lot. That, that's a very valuable pick. Seattle's at seventeen. So Seattle's got number two and number seventeen. Not bad. The Jets have eighteen right now. 
So not, not, a bad. Bad, not a bad spot for a team that's not far off. Yeah. Uh, Tampa's at 19. I actually think that's a good spot for them, too. Tennessee at 20. New England at 21. That's a solid spot for us. We do very well picking 15 and later. So We know. Um, we fucking know. The Washington Commanders at 22. They're probably going to draft another pass rusher because that's what they do. The Giants at 23. Uh, vacated 24. The number 25 pick currently is Denver. So Denver does have a first-round pick. Vacated. To, oh, oh, never mind. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Denver, via the San Francisco trade, has the 25th overall pick as it currently stands because of San Francisco's record of 9-4. and four. So that pick might drop. That pick could drop to as low as 30. Oh, for sure. Or 29. Um, Baltimore at 26, Cincinnati at 27, Dallas at 28. Eh. Draft another O-lineman because y'all keep having these O-line injuries. Um, 29, Kansas City. Draft a number one receiver. Draft a number one receiver. I'm going to let you finish your, your, your rant here and then. That, that was my rant. I know. And honestly, if I'm I mean, Kansas I'm, I'm not, not your rant, the list. If I'm Kansas City, I try to trade up because there's a guy from your school that I think will be phenomenal in Kansas City named Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I, I had a whole argument with somebody on the phone. They talked about he he brought the argument to me that he thought that the, the receiver from TCU was the best receiver in college. Like, Get the fuck out of here. So first of all, have you watched Marvin Harrison Jr. play? Not to mention, have you watched fucking Spivey from Tennessee play the one that beat Alabama damn near by himself? Get Come the on, fuck man. out of here. Like, anywho, back on my thing. So, Minnesota at 30. Um, I don't know. Buffalo at 31. Philadelphia at 32. That's your first round setup. That's so crazy. Philadelphia will have two freaking picks in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, that's, number, that's number, crazy. And that, mind you, if New Orleans keep losing... They could actually – so right now it could go as high as four because them and uh, the Rams are both four and nine. So it all depends on how much the Rams and the Saints keep losing because Chicago's at three and ten. I don't, Chicago, think, Phil- I, I so don't think Philadelphia will mind either one of those. No, no. So Chicago kind of controls their own draft fate. In other words, if you keep losing, you'll be at three and ten. You'll lock in the three seed. I don't – if somehow some, – this is actually a possible scenario – if Denver wins a game, if Denver wins a game, Chicago has a number two overall pick. They're both three and ten. If Denver wins Draft a game. Draft a number one receiver, Chicago. If oh Chicago my God. gets the number two pick, you already have Chase Claypool. You know you're out without Mooney for the foreseeable future. You have two pretty solid running backs. What did DJ Micah B just say? Will you say it again for those in the back? <laughs> Draft a number one receiver and or which, trade for one. Oh my God! They, I, I, I mean, they swung for the fences with Chase Claypool, hoping that any and and, and, and but well, I mean, no, no. I think you're right. Still, draft a number one receiver because Claypool is a number one. Let that rookie develop. Yeah. So when Claypool makes that transition to your number two, you're good. He's a number two who can be a number one if called upon. So now move Mooney to the third. You already have Cole Komet. Oh, bro, I will, I will draft Mooney every and year if they draft the number one receiver. So, Mooney will eat. Yeah. So do you do that or do you draft the, the – if you're – you have two options if you're Chicago. Do you draft the number one receiver or do you draft the number one offensive lineman? I was just about to say that. Because um, that's that's the thing. So – so Because – I think I, I'm, I'm of the, the essence that 
it's easier to get a top-rated lineman deeper in the draft. As a matter of fact, with, with receiver and which most of uh, you can get a top-rated on both ends. So if you're not in love with a receiver, draft an lineman. And if you're not in so, love with a lineman, draft a re- draft a receiver. Is what what I would go. Like let let's play this devil's advocate game. Like what if a team like. Carolina wants to trade number one picks with you. You trade back to nine, they go up to two, and they give you their second and third round picks type of thing. Do you consider it? Yes, you do. I think I think you consider it because, like again, um, a lot of your because uh, if uh, I'm if I'm looking at the bottom the bottom the top twenty of the draft, if I'm actually fuck that, if I'm Indy at seven, Carolina at nine, Green Bay at fourteen. And, Green the Bay Jets, a top receiver and the Jets at 18, I considered talking to Chicago about moving up. Mm-hmm. Because the Jets have a solid receiving core. The Jets have a solid running back core. They have a solid defense. They're like they're a few small pieces away from being the Niners of the end of the of the end of the end of the AFC. So if you're Green Bay and I, Green Bay is an interesting situation. I if if you're Green Bay and you want to trade, you want to trade back. I kind of trade back or trade up. Trade back. Why back? Because I, I I get both sides. But I, why? But I want to hear why back. I know, I, think, I understand why trade up. I don't understand why trade back. I don't. Uh, I think because uh, I don't Green, believe I don't believe in Jordan Love. I don't believe in Jordan Love. I mean, like if you're going to draft a quarterback, then fine. But if you're if you're still that's what if you're still planning on building around Aaron Rodgers for the next two years, then you trade up. Because you need a receiver. I get, I did, I, I get that part. You, you can, but I also believe that you're not, you're not necessarily looking for a a number one receiver in if you're Green Bay. Well, and you know um, what, you know well, what, you're right because they do have they have between, Lazard and Lazard well, has been balling between Lazard, Watson, Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Those are really good receivers. We don't know who's who just yet. Yeah. So I think that I, so, I, it, so it, now, it gives now, it gives them another year to under to get yep. get the offense together. You and, have yeah. Offensively, you're probably solid. Yeah. Because maybe just okay. So let's so maybe if you're Green Bay and you have the the 14th pick, maybe you target somebody else's number one receiver from another team and you trade a first round pick uh, for that. Him. I would do. But the question is who who do you target? I don't know like, who you target. Like, I don't, I don't I'm, know anybody I'm looking, that's, that's. I'm looking across the NFL and I'm like, all right, you can't get, you can't touch the Eagles receivers. Um, Here's my question: Who is a, who's been a solid number two with number one potential that Green Bay should actually look at? You know what? I'm gonna go out on a, I'm gonna go out on a, on a fucking limb. I talked to Arizona about D Hop. I don't think Arizona's gonna give up D Hop. I think for a first round pick like that, they would. If I get. If Arizona, who has the number six pick, will now get the number fourteen pick, I would consider it because D Hop needs to go to a team that's going to contend. D Hop needs to be in the playoffs, and D Hop has yet to find a team to be in the playoffs with. And I think a team, I think, I mean, he was in the playoffs with the Texans, but then no, no, Bill you know, O'Brien but you, is but trash. You, you know what I'm saying, though. He needs to be on a team that's going on a run. Tell me, with the current receiving core of Green Bay, adding a guy like D Hop doesn't literally change the everything. With D- Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, D-Hop yeah, yeah. is your number one. Yeah. You have Lazard, Lazard is your, is your two. Number, yeah. And Watson is your three. 
Watson, first of all, first of all, Watson has flash potential. First of all, let me let me let me play this game for you. Watson as your three makes him one of the most targeted receivers in fantasy. Exactly. Because he's going to draw your, one of your weakest corners. That's what I'm thinking about if I'm Green Bay. Who can I go after? Maybe I'm looking. I'm would looking. Green Bay give up an, a first round Maybe. pick to DeAndre Hopkins, though? I'll, shit, I would. I would, too. But you know then, how these right, things go. So now you look at a team like the Chargers. Do you go maybe go after a Keenan Allen? That's actually a good – oh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's actually you a see good – You what I'm saying? Keenan Allen's been with the Chargers his whole career, but he's ready to make that – now, I'm not – I mean, He's right ready to make the next step. And, and I yeah. don't know if the Chargers are going to do that. Like – Well, and, I mean, and, I think I think they should consider it I, because I your, you, your yeah. number one receiver – I mean, your number one is Keenan Allen, and what you, what you should be looking for right now – is another young receiver to build that yeah. rapport with uh, Justin Herbert. I so think I think you make that phone call to um shit. Where'd it go? I was just looking at it. And that'd give Aaron Rodgers a veteran a veteran uh, receiver if he oh. could stay freaking healthy, man. Oh I my think, god! I think you make that phone call to Seattle too for DK Metcalf, even though they just gave him a new contract. But I don't you, I don't I don't think Seattle will give up Metcalf. She um, for another first round pick. I bet they would. I don't. If, I don't. If know, I'm I don't know Bay, if they if, would. But you, that's what I'm saying. Like those are. If I'm Green Bay, even though they don't truly have like their ownership group, none of that should make sense in Green Bay. They don't have. Wait, a, who's who's the number two receiver in Seattle? Um, Tyler Lockett. Not bad. So you see what I'm saying? Like not those, the first rounder though, but that's not bad. I'd, I'd, I'd give up like a third so or fourth round. Those for are. So those are those are just three teams. I consider maybe you talk to Carolina about DJ Moore. DJ Moore doesn't want to be in Carolina. Like I'm just I'm I'm yeah he, I'm, he doesn't he I'm doesn't legit, want to be there. I'm legit like kind of I'm not spitballing but I'm like thinking like I could see DJ Moore in Dallas. I mean in in Green Bay. Excuse me. I know there's no way on earth this would ever happen because I don't I don't I don't believe this would ever happen. But could you imagine if somebody like Gabe Davis became available because they don't want to give him money. Nah, they're gonna pay him. I, I'm just saying, cause you. But yeah, just, no, you're right. You you are right. J- just imagine, because that would be like a a big shootout on who was it. I mean, like you just you never know until you make the call. But could you imagine yeah. if Gabe Davis became available? Oh my god. But those are like the those are the receivers that if I'm Green Bay, I I would consider target. And I also thought about it like this: who would play well in cold weather? That's why I also named those receivers. Now, but Randy that's Keenan, why I named Game Dave. Gabe but Davis that's why, like, now. obviously, Keenan Allen, who's played in Los Angeles his whole career, will be a little different. But Metcalf plays in Seattle. Where, where, where did where did where did uh, Keenan Allen go to college at? I don't I remember. I do not remember. I'm not even gonna remotely be, sit here and lie to be, you. Because one, I remember whenever people were like, uh, for the playoff game, but there was like, what Deshaun Wets, Deshaun Watson. Can he play in cold weather? I'm like, bro, he played in cold weather all through college. He can play in cold weather. So, but that's why I think like Metcalf, D Hop, I think they'll be fine. I actually think I like those two the most, and we'll talk about that more in the off season. Yeah, part of our show because we got we got content for your ass in the off season. Oh, good hella like content. So let's get into. Actually, I was gonna get into the shoutouts, but I. Really want to get into this. Uh, I want to get into this college football talk because okay, let's go. That's important. So you're gonna like this a lot. I told okay. you, you would like this. So here's what somebody did. Somebody took the um, the same concept that the um, 
I think it's the FBS already has, like their playoff system. Okay. Um, it's a, it's either the FBS or some it's something like that. But they it's whatever's underneath the main yeah the main. So basically, what they did is they created a twenty. They took the top twenty four and made a big ass fucking playoff. They made playoffs. They made actual playoffs. Like if you were like in the NFL type of shit. Right. So here's how it would look. Obviously, you would have your top four, which is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. They all have buys. Here's what was projected. And it's it's actually still gives relevance to conference champions. Okay. So you would have at 16, the American, the American Conference versus LSU. So 16 versus 17, the winner plays Georgia. You would have the MAC and the Big 12 champion at 24 and 9. The winner would play the Pac-12 champion Utah at eight. So it's giving it's giving relevance to smaller con- for, yes. to lower conferences. You have the Sun Belt champion versus Washington. The winner will play Alabama at five. You have UT and Florida State. The winner would play Ohio State. That would actually be the uh, the Cotton Bowl, by the way. That also gives relevance to the bowls. I'll read off yes, the bowls yeah, after yeah. this. Well, Oregon versus UCLA. The winner would play Michigan. Um. Oh, Fresno State and USC would play. The winner would play Clemson, the ACC champion. Penn State versus UTSA, the CUSA champion. The winner would play Tennessee at six. South Carolina and Oregon State, the winner would play TCU. From there, you got the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl, which would be the winners of those be those championship games like right. that. And then, of course, you have your national championship game from there. 24 teams in a playoff. Obviously, the final week is the college football champion. So, this would, the, 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 the 24 teams that would uh, play, the, the, the ones you just named would play the top eight, the, the teams at the top eight and so forth. Yes. I, That's exactly what it is, actually. I, um, like, that, yeah, the top eight. I would, who, all, who, who so made the, this? The top um, so this is actually this Instagram page called College Football Playoff Edits. So this the top eight would all have a buy, and they would all wait until these other lower seed lower seeds play each other. So the interesting uh, thing about whoever this, whoever made this list, I found this. This came up on my on my Facebook, and I was like, "Bro, this is brilliant." Whoever made this list is a fucking genius because I think that is the only way to make all conferences be relevant. Yeah, if 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 you're a top eight team, you wouldn't you necessarily. I mean, because you could have two teams, uh, in the same like if if two SEC te- SEC teams make it, one of them would be a championship and one of them is still top eight. Essentially, all the other conferences that aren't a Power Five conference still have a chance to get in. Exactly. Which is, and I was trying to figure out a way to do that, and I never thought of it like this. That is fucking brilliant, and whoever whoever made that. Deserves kudos, and you need to go ahead and send that in. I agree, because I think if you – because this gives relevance to, just like you said, smaller smaller conferences being champions. It makes those bowl games that much bigger because it's kind of like the NCAA. Yeah. Like for um for basketball. Because, you know, all of a sudden when you play in the – like say the Elite Eight is in Houston, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. You know, like now the locations and all the other shit become a massive thing. And I like the way that the bowl games are separated because you still got 
the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, and the Rose Bowl game for the sim for the for the quarterfinal games. Yep. The semifinal games would be the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. Right. And then the championship game is the Dr Pepper, however the fuck they play it. now. It, it was Tostitos at one time, and now, it, it's always switching. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would move the Rose Bowl to the semifinal. I, I would too. I was just gonna say that. I think I think it needs to be the I think the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, because be the two aren't those like the two oldest? I think. I, well, I think it's either. Well, I know for sure the Rose Bowl might be the Rose Bowl. The, they call bowl. the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all. I know Rose, Rose, Orange, Cotton, and and Sugar. Well, and Fiesta. They're all. They've been around for forever. Rose is definitely s- the oldest. But I think it's got to be. I would probably do the Rose Bowl and probably the Sugar Bowl I as would, the semifinal games. I, would I love do Rose like, and uh. I love the Peach Bowl. I would I do love, Rose. You know, I, I do Rose and Orange if I had my say. So okay, and I would go yeah. Rose and Peach. So not too far off. Not too. The, the, definitely the Rose Bowl has to be a semifinal. Yeah, it's this. It's too iconic. Yeah. The like, national championship game was the Rose Bowl for a very so, long time. Oh, by the way, so we know we talked about Fiesta Bowl being owned by by uh, by Tostitos, right? Right. Now it's owned by Verbo. Wow. So all states. When still, the hell did this happen? I don't know, but all states still has the Sugar Bowl. Chick Fil A has the Peach Bowl. Goodyear now has the Cotton Bowl. Capital One has the Orange Bowl. The Rose Bowl game is the Rose Bowl game. It's always going to be Rose Bowl. Nobody. And then yeah. Verbo has the Fiesta game. And who has the national championship? Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Pepper and freaking college and Pepsi and NFL. And, and all that other shit. Um, shout, kudos to whoever made that. That's that's yeah, freaking yeah. brilliant, dude. Um That's that yeah, no, I said the same thing. Could could you could you think about it like this just for a second? Imagine if that played out kind of like this year, and a team like Jackson State plays one of these top teams with still with Dion still there and their recruits there and stuff. And actually pull off an upset. I don't think this. Well, the the swag wasn't included in, this, in these the, champions, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, as they, but they they they, they probably should have. You know what I'm saying? They, but don't don't worry. Colorado will be in this mix sooner rather than later. Oh hell yeah! A lot of moves are being made. You seen as soon as Dion Simon Colorado Colorado jersey sales went through the roof? Come on, bro. Not even just that. Just just the the transfer portal portal was hot. Oh, bro. We. Oh my God. How many players did Alabama lose? Eight. <laughs> It's, it's crazy. So, before we jump into these shout-outs, uh, one other thing that went that happened that went under the radar, but depends on how you want to look at it. T.Y. Hilton signed with the Cowboys. Well, Texans are making the playoffs, so I'm not making a big deal of it. And That's you know true. why I said that. I know exactly why you <laughs> said that. But I just wanted to bring that up. So, before we get to the shout-outs again, there was something. Remember, I told you I had breaking news, right? Right. So, I was looking at our records, our overall record for our, our season-long bottle bag. Did you finally tie so, sort of. Okay. So, I'm sitting there looking at the records, and I was like, let me check something. So, I added them both up, and they were off. Like, off by enough. I was like, that ain't right. That don't make sense. I went all the way back to week one, and I realized a couple things. We had missed out. I missed out on – I missed some games. So, I missed week seven, where we – I mean, week six, where we both went seven and seven. And somewhere else I had messed up. But anyway, so I did all that math. I have it all written down on this this yeah, yeah. And yes, we are tied at 126, 79, figured, and 2. I figured we'd eventually be tied at some damn point. So week 15 is literally towards the end of the season. And we talked about this at the very beginning of this bottle. Yeah, I, I, I said, I said I was, I'm not going to be ahead for that long. You're going to catch up. Like you were this. ahead for most of the season. Yeah. I 
I never at any point led this bet. This bet. Yeah, but you, but you do like your fantasy team. You yeah. peak at the end. So, week 15, 16, 17, 18 15. are massive. Yeah. This is the final four of picks. Yeah. Call it what it is. So and and, yes. and, the, and the playoffs don't play into these. So no, this is season. Yeah. Keyword season. I, I, I just want I just want to yeah. make sure I say it because you yeah, know yeah. Some some, somebody somewhere be like, well, what about the playoffs? Fuck the playoffs. We talking about regular season because regular season is what matters in this particular bet. Yeah. So these last four weeks for us are literally the key. Yeah. So we are currently. And you know, I'm, there's a couple of times I'm like, I'm gonna pick this team, and I can't wait for you to catch up. But you know, um. I knew eventually we were going to catch up. Whether whether or not it was intentional on my part when I picked certain teams, I was like, I can afford to take some swings here on this team because I think this team is a perfect matchup to upset this team. Um, but now, now that you're caught up, bastard, it's it's a game of chess. <laughs> it's, now it's just a game of chess. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. All of damn near all of my gambles paid off. So well, I gambled on the Texans and, so to and give it y'all almost a, paid off. To give you all a recap. We both lost Vegas. Hmm. We both lost Minnesota. I'm done with Vegas, bro. I'm not been on and Vegas no more. We both lost Miami. Those were those were the ones we both lost. What did my Miami play? Uh, is it, is is it Jackson? Is it Jacksonville? Um, they played somebody. Miami lost to somebody. I wasn't expecting them to yeah, lose. Yeah, they got manhandled too. Um, it was because they already played Sam. They, whoever they play after San Francisco. Damn. I'm, I know, I know. J- Jacksonville pull off the upset on somebody. Is, was it was it Miami? I called that upset. Yeah. Now Jacksonville beat Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because that's Derrick Henry's game. And, and we we were both talking about it. After, that's Derrick yeah. Henry's game. And that's this because I did I made that mistake last week, and I was like, I'm not making that mistake twice. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Well, Der- Derrick Henry still had a, a good fucking he did, game, but so did Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, who the hell did they play? And they because Miami got uh Miami got handled. They did. I didn't get handled. They played the Chargers. That's what it is. That was a good game. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't get handled, but uh, it was last week they got they got handled by 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they 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 lost 23-17 to to the Chargers. I'm actually I'm I'm still actually some, Yeah, there was like some fourth quarter fourth yeah. and, some fourth downs that a lot of the Chargers went for, but um so we both won Buffalo, we both got Cincinnati. I got Dallas over Houston. Yeah, we know. Uh, we both got Philly. Um, you got Baltimore over Pittsburgh. I got Jacksonville over Tennessee. We both got Kansas City. I got Carolina over your Seattle. I got San Francisco over your Tampa Bay, and we both got New England. I went nine and four. You went six and seven. Yeah. Well. So my my except the only gamble for me wasn't New England because I was like something just told me New England was gonna win. I didn't think it was gonna be a gamble for New England to win that day. I no. flat out said New England was well, gonna win. I also I had to take my my Tom Brady love out of it because I was like man San Francisco gonna beat Tampa man like it just I just felt it. I didn't know it was gonna blow them out like that. I didn't you know you know what but I, I thought did, I did say it was gonna be Christian McCaffrey's game though. Yeah I I I definitely thought that um that. At some, I, I I didn't expect it to be thirty five to seven. I expected it to be somewhere in the realm of like uh twenty four twenty one or something like that. I because didn't I because I didn't expect Mister Irrelevant to throw three goddamn touchdowns. I didn't expect them to. I didn't expect Tampa to be scoreless for as long as they were. Did, did, I think uh, I was about to say Josh uh, Brock Purdy only threw like one hundred eighty five yards. He did. I was, I was just like, what the no, fuck? No, he did. He had a Jimmy G game. What the fuck, man? He did. He had a Jimmy G game. And that's what happened. 
He did. Uh, Christian McCaffrey show, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful to watch. Agony for me to lose, but whatever. Yep. Um, but I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed that. It was. A, I, I enjoyed the game. All I could do, and you know oh, what? I, I don't want to sound like a hater, but I laughed at Tom Brady the whole time. Bro, Tom Brady should have never came back. He had made his decision to retire, and Shannon Sharp once said, "When you make a decision to retire, it's done." It's just done. Like people, people don't go into retirement, come out of retirement, and still play great, unless you're Michael Jordan. But that's irrelevant because Michael Michael Jordan was still young. Whenever you know, I so say he was still in his prime. Tom Brady retired, passed his prime, and then came back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that panned out. Um, so I can promise you, I'm not. You you know, you know, I'm not gonna have another six or seven week. I was I, just acting a fool last week. I mean. We we I mean looking at it if I look across that that's that was actually your lowest output all season. That might be the lowest output for either one of us all season. Um no I had one where I went five and nine. Oh shit, yeah. Well, that, we, is, is that we, okay because I went five and nine and you went seven and seven. That was a that was a bad. No yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Okay so here we are you know what I'm saying uh. We gonna do bruising cues this weekend, or we gonna pick it live on the air right now? We're gonna have to pick it live on the air because I'll be at little kids' birthday parties and okay. stuff. You doing family things, but that's later. It's either that, or we just have to wake up early on Sunday. And I'm not down with waking up early Sunday because I got a DJ Saturday night. Yeah, so. I, I, I feel you. Yeah, we could do it. To, we could do it tomorrow evening or Friday evening. Oh yeah. Instead of waiting on for the weekend, so we could do it after I get off work. Fuck it. Let's do it tomorrow. All right. I'm I'm with it. You heard it here first. Tomorrow, bruising cues. I I literally just gloss over like those two days aren't options. <laughs> Cause we always have shit going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to these shout outs. Hey, and we're gonna tie it in with NBA talk. So here we go. You want to get us started with these? Shout-outs? Uh, sure. Why not? Um, my shout out this week goes to my cousin whose birthday party is this weekend. Her birthday. Uh, is Thursday? No, Friday, because today's the fourteenth. Her birthday's the sixteenth. My cousin Andrea, love you. Um, and also to my aunt Ida. Yesterday, my uncle's uh, wife. Her birthday was yesterday. Don't know how old she's turning, and I will not reveal her age on here. I actually do know how old she's turning, but I do not want to get slapped because she did listen to the show. Yeah, no, nah, don't do last that. week. Um, but happy birthday to you as well. That's who my shout outs are going to this week. The birthday love. So, so my shout out goes to. The branch I serve in, the National Guard. We just had a birthday yesterday. Okay. 386 years old. The Texas National Guard, is that old? The National Guard. I'm sorry, the National Guard. Yeah. Yes, we've been around. We are the oldest. We are the oldest component of the military in the U.S. We go all the way back to the 13 colonies. I had no idea of that. That is mind-blowing. Yeah, we go all the way back to the... Massachusetts Bay Colonies, a.k.a. the 13 colonies. Mm. There was a proclamation that was signed. Every male that is the age of 16 all the way up to 60 who can bear their weight and bear arms will train for their respective state, in this case, colony, how it was set up, and always stand ready in case the Brits came back over and said, hey, we want to bring y'all back home, and we say, nah, fam. I didn't know that. That's Yeah, I, I, had, I had no idea. So, wow. You remember hearing about how each state had their own militia? Yep. National Guard, pretty dope. I, yeah, that's something. That's something dope to know. I, I, yeah, I, I never knew that. Huh. December thirteenth, sixteen thirty-six. So before the fifty states became a thing, before 
the Declaration of Independence was signed. The National Guard has been around. That's, that's dope. So, mic drop. So, it was a pen, but it worked. Hey, same shit, different day. All right, jumping into these fucking NBA discussions. So, as you guys know, for those who are big-time NBA fans, <laughs> we now have new trophy names. Interestingly enough. The MVP trophy was named after Michael Jordan. The Wait, wait, wait. Before, before Do you just want to call out the list and then we go back and start talking about what yes. problem? Okay. Yes. Bet. The Defensive Player of the Year trophy was named after Hakeem Olajuwon. And the Sixth Man of the Year was named after John Havlicek. So... Before the Celtic. We, so before we get into our deep dive, I, I this forum came it, up. It, it's just it's just those three that they, they they renamed. Those are the three I'm aware of. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Oh, sorry. And um, most improved was actually uh the was named George was George Mikan. Sorry, I almost forgot. Yeah. I don't know. I that one. Eh, what is? So. This stat was brought to my attention from just reading. And so the most Michael Jordan trophies was actually won by Kareem, which we knew that. The most Hakeem Olajuwon trophies were won by Matumbo and Ben, ben Wallace. Wallace. Four and four. Um, the most John Havlicek trophies were named were won by Lou Will and Jamal Crawford. Bang, bang. I've said it. I'm going to say it again. That award should have been named after Jamal Crawford. That is my biggest problem with all of these trophies is six man of the year. The ultimate disrespect. I have no problem with John Havlicek, but I have Jamal, a problem. Oh my God! Listen, let me finish. I don't have a problem with John Havlicek, the player, but Jamal Crawford should be the Sixth Man of the Year trophy, point blank. Period. I'm just saying. That would be me. Um, I think that, that I there's I a lot of a, other players besides John Havlicek that should. Be I don't. I don't have that. a problem with Hakeem being the Defensive Player of the Year. I do have a problem with Michael Jordan being the MVP because I actually do think it should have been Kareem. I don't think this is uh irrefutable. Uh I, I just the, do. I'm 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 tired of people just forgetting about the players that played in this league before Jordan, Magic, Bird. Like, ladies and gentlemen, before the Showtime Lakers, Kareem was already doing the damn thing in the NBA. Kareem had two MVPs like, already. Let's or is it three? Like, two going on three. Yeah. So I think he won. I think he won three in L.A. and then three with the Bucks, something like that. Yeah, and he was a champion before he came to yeah. the Lakers. Like, too. stop, stop. Like, we've got to stop crowning Jordan for everything. We just do. Do I'm we know? Yes, we do. Because you yeah, I, you, you know, I, I completely I'm, agree. I, let me tell you what you can't crown Jordan as the best owner in basketball. <laughs> oh man! I said what I said. <laughs> Boom. Shots fired. Thank God you're not a friend of Michael Jordan because you already know what happened with him and Charles. Man, I'll fight Jordan. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's not what I mean. You know, they they, they yeah. fell out after Charles Barkley criticized his ass on That's here. cool. Listen, Jordan can talk about me all he want to, but I ain't. Hey, look. Listen, let me say it just like this. I ain't your other teammates. You ain't going to punch me and think I ain't going to fight you back. <laughs> Uncle Sam didn't invest his money in me for me to just let you punch me in the face think I ain't going to hit you back. I'll put your old ass to sleep. <laughs> Anywho, um, I actually do. I have I have a problem with the same two that you have because I didn't know it was named after John. I'm not knocking John Havlicek for the people that are going to say, "Well, he just said we can't forget about the place for Jordan." I will tell you this: 
there is another Celtic that has a bigger claim to sixth man of the year than John Havlicek, and his name is Kevin McHale. Yeah. And I also do agree that the sixth man of the year award should be either one. There's a lot of people I pick before John Havlicek, and I don't mean to be, you know, any kind of disrespectful John Havlicek. John Havlicek was a great player. I think he's on the top 75 list of all time. He made, he made the top 50 list, whatever. But Ginobili could be considered for that, for the name of that award. Jamal Crawford, we already know. Lou Williams, we already know. Hell, Jason Terry can be considered before John Havlicek. I already said uh, Kevin McHale. And what was I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have put Jason Terry. I love what Terry did, but I'm if I look at all these players we named, like for me, it's got to be Jamal Crawford or Lou Will. I don't think I'm because just, I'm just naming people out yeah. to put before John Havlicek. Here's, so. here's here's what if you notice this. Think about all of these trophies. Oh, mind you, for those like so we talked about it, but most improved player is is uh George Mikan. I have a problem with that one too, but I don't I don't even know who I'd put. I'm trying to think about all the NBA players who went through the most improved thing. Like, Actually, like because like, most of these guys that we're talking about. They won that particular award multiple times. You really can only, you should only be able to win most improved like once. Because that's, like, if you win it more than once, there's something wrong with your game. You know what? As you, as you sit there and, and say that, I actually don't have a problem. Because if you. I'm fine if, because we still, to this day, as a coach, I still use the mic and drill. Yeah. To help my players perfect short range shooting and uh, layups. Excuse me, short range layups. I apologize. I, I, I will say, uh, I actually, now that we break it down, I actually don't have a problem with George Mikan because he was really like the NBA's first true superstar. And you have to name something after him. Yeah. So, so um, name, I, name, yeah. name the only thing after him that you could only win once. I mean, you were the first NBA yeah. superstar. I mean, you could only win it one time. That's fine. But this damn, this damn, uh, uh, MVP award, I feel like needs to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I am the biggest Jordan fan. Yeah, and like I told you in pre-show, if they give Michael Jordan a trophy honoring him in anything, it should literally be the scoring championship. Michael Jordan scoring championship. He won ten scoring titles, bro. Yeah, nobody will ever do that again. And I'm not opposed to that. That's and, that's the one he should be named after. And what I I never want to bring this type of thing into the fold, but if you look at the trophies across the board, right? Think about it. All right, so we have two trophies that are named after we'll just say white guys. <laughs> and the rest of them are named after what the league is predominantly dominated by. I mean, if you include the Larry Bird trophy, that'll make it because that'll make three. Who's to say well, okay, fine. But then you also have magic on the other side. Yeah, yeah. But who's to say they looked at something like, oh, let's look at John Havlicek's character versus Jamal Crawford and Lou Will's character. Like, what if they played that card? You see what I'm going? You well, see Jamal what? Crawford is so beloved. No, no, he is. Yeah. 100%. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I'm just saying, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the era that Jamal Crawford, the, the, the prime of Jamal Crawford, not the end, the prime. You know, back that that early Allen Iverson, we know what Allen Iverson. You know that the street ball era. Yeah. Some some execs do not like street ballers, even though they're some of the best basketball players we know. Mm-hmm. Are street ballers? 
Kyrie Irving has a street baller's John handle Morant. skill stand skill set. Excuse me. I'm not gonna lie. Steph Curry does too. So does Kevin Durant. Ke- Kevin, yeah. Kevin Durant is a sh- more of a street baller. Let, even even J- even James Harden is more of a street baller. Let, let, let's be serious. Your street ballers put asses in the seats. One hundred percent. So, well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so if you had to name, there's a couple of awards they didn't bring anything about. So if you had to come up with one for like the rebound champ, who would you? Who would Dennis you Rodman. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> so, steals. John Stockton, number one in steals all time. I can live with that. Uh, um, yeah. I can, and, I can, and, and not I can only is he number one, he's number one by a long margin. I can see that, and I I would, I could, I could also, I'd be fine with Isaiah Thomas. I'd be fine with Isaiah Thomas, too. I'd be fine with that one, too. Yeah. Um, free throws. Do you give Ooh. it to Barry? Do you give it to Rick Barry? No. I'm going Mark Price. Ooh, I see what you did there. Three-point champ. I'll go with Mark Price. Uh, Mark Price was, a, I think there was at one point with, when Mark Price didn't miss a free throw for like fifty yeah. something games, bruh. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's Mark is it Mark Price that has the, the most accurate free mm-hmm. throw of all time? Yeah, something it's like, like that. It's like ninety one or ninety two percent. It's some stupid it's number. It's gotta be higher than that, because I think at one point Durant was shooting ninety one percent. Yeah. I'm so, still yes, uh either so. him or another person I would consider is also Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, cause Steve Nash's yeah. free throw percentage was very high. Assist. Ooh. Do you give that one to like a guy like a Pistol Pete? You can't give it to Magic because Magic already has. I one. can't give it to Stockton because I gave Stockton steals. So do you give it to a guy like Pistol Pete? Do you uh, consider possibly Jason Kidd, Chris Paul? I would cons- I would definitely consider uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was uh, uh, who boy that's a that's this is a it's a tough uh, one. This is a tough one because there's an argument to be made. This is why made for about five, six players. Maybe you give that one to LeBron when he retires. They're not giving that to LeBron. I just, I'm just. I, 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 I know. I don't. I don't. There. I don't think they give it to LeBron. But um. Oh man, that actually is a good one. Oh, assist. Let me see. It is John Stockton, Jason Kidd. I think I'm gonna um, give it to Jason Kidd. If if I don't give it to Jason Kidd, I got to give it to Pistol Pete. Like I got it or Jerry West. Oh, Steve Shit. Nash. Shit yeah. or Jerry West. I might give that one. To, I, I might give that one to Steve Nash. I, I mm. just might because because when when you hear when you hear people talk about how he played on offense, like literally, it was like, "Yo, I'd be going to my spot and the ball would just appear in my hand." And I had no idea the ball was there because yeah. I was still in motion and it, I just caught it perfect. I didn't have to adjust my hand nothing. So I might give it to Steve Nash. I can um, see a lot of people argue for CP three. I can see a lot of people argue for CP three too. What about uh, three points, three pointer? Come on, man. No, I'm asking a serious question. Like, Come on. You know you know who I'm going to say. You going to say Ray Allen? No. You say Steph. Give, <laughs> Steph now as a current player? I, 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 I mean, I mean if, 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 I, if, if, we, if we're going to wait till they retire, then, yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Ray Allen right now. But if, if, if we're yeah. not going to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but eventually, in the end, it would. Ray, I don't think Ray Allen would have a problem with Steph I, Curry. I got another one for you. Blocks. You give it to Matumbo? I think I give it to Matumbo because I think Matumbo has the the highest average per game yeah. in blocks. That'd be my first. Even, even my though Hakeem has more, that'd be my first. My first one. Well, because we want because obviously Hakeem should have should have the MVP, but that's neither here. Here's the here's one because they also said they were going to give a clutch performer of the year, a clutch player of the year. Who would you name that after? <sighs> before we before we before we start this, I would just like to say. A lot of people will not like my answer to this one. You know what? 
I have two answers for this. But if I have to pick one, God, I'm going to hate to name this name. I got to give it to Paul Pierce. Wow. <laughs> it, was between, it was between Paul Pierce and Robert Dory for me. And I think I got to get – because I guess as much basketball as I've watched, Paul Pierce had done some shit. Like for for all the flack that Paul my, my, Pierce mind got, you, my, mind you, before before you pick it, the clutch performer of the year when they name it is going to be not named after. I would say it's not going to be named after a buzzer beating performer. Okay. So because they because NBA, I think it defines this clutch as the last, the last three yeah, last, last three minutes it, of the game, three, three or two minutes, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, three or two. So um, because I mean, you could if you're playing it like that, the argument can be made for a guy like Dame Lillard. Yep. Um, D Wade, and I am going with Robert Orr was one of my names too. Okay. Of course, you know Robert. Orr I know. One of my I already names. knew Big Shot Bob was in your list, but somebody's going to be mad on this podcast. And I've been listening to. I don't think. I don't think you'll be. You'll probably, like, you'll, you'll probably be shocked by what I say. But somebody is going to be mad listening to this podcast. And this is where LeBron James finally gets his award, bro. If you just define it as. The game-winning shots, not even just buzzer beaters. Game-winning shots, LeBron has the most all time. Damn. He has the most. He, he, has, he has more than Kobe. He has more than Jordan. I know he has a higher average than both. He has a higher average than both, and he's made more than both. Because I believe he's 45%, Jordan's 42 Kobe's 43 Right. Some, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he has, by NBA terms, he has the most. Buzzer beaters, I still think I think Jordan still edges him on buzzer beaters. But, but I, think, I mean, I think Kobe edges him. Co- yeah, Co- Kobe has some dumbass buzzer beaters. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, Kobe has some dumb buzzer beaters. But I'm I'm not even I, I'm not mad at that answer. I like, know you're not mad, but, but somebody's I, yeah. gonna be. You know, LeBron James ain't clutch because everybody say, well, Ray Allen saved LeBron, but everybody forgets what LeBron did the last five five minutes of that game. You mean when they were actually losing that yeah, game? Yeah, and, 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 and LeBron, yeah. I think, scored like 16 in the fourth and brought them back. Yeah. Not only, but don't forget the Pistons when he to, scored 29 um, in the last 30, bro. To, to quote the great Shannon Sharp, I wish they would stop moving the goalpost. Yeah. Because if you want me to be honest, if I was defining clutch, it would be the last minute of the game. I'm not mad at that. Because... You you've been you've been you and I have been around enough basketball. But, Hell yeah! And you've seen me in my true element when I'm when I'm coached. The last yeah. minute of a basketball game is everything. Not only that, uh, people forget that the game winning shot can sometimes happens at like the dagger 30, can, the 38 dagger, seconds. The dagger can happen at thirty seconds. Yeah, it all comes down to a couple of factors. How many timeouts do I have? What personnel is on the floor? What's the foul situation? Am I in the bonus? Am I one? How many fouls do I have to give? Correct. So that final minute, you have to be perfect. And part of the problem is, like you said, moving the goalposts. People, a lot of people only define clutches. Well, he made. First of all, buzzer beater has its own category. It does. Uh, yeah, but then Robert Ori owns that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, so we miss, all know what time so miss, it is. So miss me with big shot. Yeah, because that's what it is. Um, but I mean, also, how well do you perform in big games? LeBron has a higher average. Uh, average points per games in Game Sevens than Michael Jordan did. Granted, Michael Jordan didn't play Game Sevens in the finals, but if you just look at Game Sevens and playoffs, LeBron has a higher average points per game and he has a better PER, which is crazy. Um, he has a better percentage, but you know, LeBron also does play in a weaker post era. 
not saying that the area isn't as good, but post-wise, defensive-wise, so he, he he's he's going to shoot more at the rim than Jordan ever did because Michael Jordan had to contest with some of the, the in the nineties with some of the greatest defenders ever. But so I'm going to refute that by not saying that he plays in a weaker post era. I'm I don't agree with that. I'm going to say he plays in a he plays within the confines of a easier set of rules well, because when, 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 because if you allowed the same rules in the nineties early two thousands in LeBron's era, it'd be different. Because there have been some really good big men in LeBron's tenure. And I think if you let big men be big men, I'm not saying they're going to grab LeBron. In, but first of all, LeBron, like, the problem that we always get conf- lost in is that Jordan and LeBron play two different positions. LeBron yeah. is a bigger human being than Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Period. By, I think, 40 pounds, maybe more. LeBron at his peak was 260. Miami LeBron. Like, 260. I think Jordan capped out at 210, I think. I might be wrong. Yeah, somewhere between 210 and th- Yeah, but I don't there. think he was any ever any bigger than 220. I think I think, I think his heaviest year might have been his, uh, his, his last, last couple, year. Yeah, but yeah. he was never 260. LeBron was 260 in peak shape. A freight train, small forward versus a guard. So we have to kind of take that part into account, too. And I still think if if you swap the two players and LeBron had to play in that era, once LeBron understood, okay, these are the rules, LeBron still would have been a problem. Well, I'm not. You know what? When when I say a week of post era, I'm t- because the '90s might be the most stacked era with defensive big men. That's that's yeah. that's really more what I'm going at. I would have. It, it's a it's a lot easier to score at the rim in this era than it was in the '90s. I would have loved to have seen LeBron in the '90s. LeBron would have just been—he would have been just as great. But he would just made well, some adjustments. Here's 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 what would have made LeBron great in the '90s. LeBron causes a mismatch because when he draws that small forward out to the three-point line, he's faster. Of course. So now the problem be, the, now it becomes: Can he score on Matumbo, on Hakeem, on Shaq, on David Robinson, on Tim Duncan, young, young Tim Duncan, yeah. Patrick Ewing, Charles well, he, Barkley? He, he, yeah. Like no, no consistently score not obviously he's going to score yeah but can he attack the rim and you know dominate in a in a sense you know can he be can he be effective at and, the and, rim? and and tim duncan in his prime gave a lot of people pro- he I gave mean, even, problems even in 07 he gave lebron problems at the like, rim and he was almost out of his prime do we not let's not forget when tim duncan pulled the chair out from shaq i mean bruh all tim, the time tim, tim, tim duncan uh Tim Duncan had a quadruple double in the NBA Finals that they took away. All I'm saying is, um, Kawhi's quiet demeanor. He learned that from Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan didn't. Tim Duncan never said a word, hardly ever. Yeah, well, he just, he just beat your ass in stats. I just, it's interesting. I think I do think it's easier to score in the post now. But when you ask how good he would have been and how good LeBron would have been in the '90s, LeBron would have still been great. Players would have been great no matter what era they play because they're they're going to work on what's next. So. The only evidence that I needed to know that LeBron would still be great in the 90s is that we switched to a three-point era and LeBron became a better three-point shooter because he understood he has to start taking more threes. And he did that. So you're just going to work on whatever part of the game. Like in the 90s, threes was a specialty. Yeah. It wasn't a thing thing. It was just a specialty. You had guys who came off the bench to only shoot threes. A bunch of them. A bunch of them. They were called specialists. Even when 2K first came out, Three points were a specialty. Now it's a normal 
stat, if you will. I don't now mind you, I don't even play two K. I just know this. You know, inside scoring should be a specialty now because a I'm, lot of these dudes I'm can't trying do to tell it. you. So there's that. There's our uh, oh, we're almost done with our NBA talk. We gotta talk MVP stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a particular player. MVP ladder. There is a player who climbed his way into the top ten. I'm ready for this. So at number ten, you have John Morant. Number nine, you have Donovan Mitchell. Number eight, you have Kevin Durant. Number seven, Zion Williamson has found his way into this conversation. Number six, Anthony Davis. I think he should be higher. I'm not going to lie. I want to see who's in front of him before I say that. Number five, Steph Curry. Number four, Jason Tatum. Number four, Giannis. Number two, Luka. Number one, Jokic. I don't know why they keep putting Jokic so high. Okay. Um, let's dissect a couple of things here. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's, where did you, you, who, who did you say was number seven? Zion. What the hell is it with number seven today? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me because I don't fucking know either. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't think Jokic should be number one. No, I don't. Um, I and I've and we you and I have talked about. I this don't even think I don't even think Luca should be number two. I um, don't. I still don't. I, I'm telling you, I don't I, like. I, I don't like Luca that high. I don't buy into the Luca hype. I mean, I, it's I, it's a cool narrative, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when 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 on this show have you ever heard me buy into the Luca hype? I'm never. probably the most anti Luca. And it's not that I hate. It's not that I hate Luca. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's the best player in basketball. He can't be. Giannis still exists. Exactly. Like I'm just saying. And, um, and and I and you know what? I'm gonna be bold with it. I think Zion should be ahead of Jason Tatum. Let me let, let, let me let me be clear to everybody out there because we we obviously missed this last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pelicans the Pelicans are the number one team. Out of yeah, all that the, shit came out of nowhere. Here, here's the problem I have with the, the the MVP rankings. There, we've heard for years upon years. The best player on the best team should at least be a top five MVP candidate. Anywhere, if, if he's if you don't believe he's the MVP, he has to finish somewhere between three and five. Why is Zion number seven? Why is Zion behind Anthony Davis? The Lakers are under five hundred. Why in the world is and somebody's somebody um, out there is going to be hey, mad? Why is he? Why is Luca higher than Zion? Luca's thirteen point? and thirteen on the season. The, bro, Russell Westbrook won the MVP. With the a lowest s- record ever for an MVP, and then and then Jokic was second, right? So he finished with the second lowest record, right? And I think Zion should be ahead. I think I think Zion should be ahead of Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum has been doing this all year. That's all he did. That's what. That, that's and, my problem with the, Jason Tatum. And my problem is I still I might be on an island with maybe just you and I. And maybe a couple other people. I think Jalen Brown's a better player. Oh, I've been saying. Oh, yeah, boy. I think J- and and because if, if Jason Tatum was by himself, like LeBron in the beginning of his career with no other superstar yeah. of any kind, I don't think we have this conversation about Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown has to be the most disrespected star in the NBA. I agree. And it's just because he plays with Jason Tatum and people. My problem is like, people rank Jason Tatum off of potential. He's and it and, drives and yeah, cause, me crazy because Jalen Brown is older. Yes, Tatum is younger. Tatum's like twenty four. This, this, this is Tatum's fifth or sixth year, so I think fifth, he came I in think, at nineteen. Yeah, yeah, fifth. Yeah, I think it's his fifth year. I think Jalen Brown's a better player. I just do. I always did. Um, and 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 to to be to be fair, because some if if somebody was to say, well, basketball ain't fifty fifty on offense on defense. Okay, so let's put it seventy five twenty five. That's the twenty five percent more Jalen Brown got to Jason because Jason Tatum can't stop a goddamn thing. That team around him holds him up defensively. He's the liability. If you the same way people always talk about, 
well, Michael Jordan didn't guard the best player. That's a damn lie. He did. I tell you, one person that don't guard the best player, his name is Jason Tatum. He doesn't guard the best player regardless if they play the same position. I mean, if they play against LeBron, he has to. He, ha- he absolutely has no choice but to guard LeBron. I mean, yeah. Jalen Brown is a little bit too small to guard LeBron. I but. would also, I would also move. I think I would move Steph Curry down. Is there anybody that's not in the top ten on on there that you would bump up into the top ten? Not right now. Okay. Okay. At the at the, the All Star break, we'll really know. I like Donovan Mitchell being in the top ten because I he moved to do. a new team and. Finally, Donovan Mitchell is doing what I've I have advocated for Donovan Mitchell. I have too. I have. That's well, D Way 2.0. I think you, again, <laughs> I think you and I are on an island separate yeah. from those people. But I think Curry and Tatum at four and five should be lower. I like what Anthony Davis is doing with the under five hundred team, but they're under five hundred. I think Zion should be higher. Zion's on the number one team in the West. I would move Zion into the top three. Absolutely. I would put, And I don't give a damn what first I, of all. I don't care if you drop Luka or Jokic. So here's what I'm about to do. Giannis at one. Zion at two. Give me AD at three. Mm. Give me Donovan Mitchell at four. Okay. Give me Anthony Davis at five. Um, Tatum at six. Luka at seven. Jokic at eight. And then leave Mitchell and Morant at nine and ten for now. I would also say uh, somebody that if he stays healthy that that is going to jump up is Joel Embiid. He's so, playing good when he so actually fucking plays. Have you speaking since we're in the middle of this NBA talk? There was some speculation going around that like fans are in Philly are calling for a change, and Embiid was like, "They want me to be traded." I think I don't think that's the case. I'm telling you what came out today. I know. I just, I just don't. But think just that's imagine case. that, like for the sake of discussion, if that's what Philly fans wanted was Joel Embiid to be traded, you gonna get rid of the process, the guy that brought your franchise back to relevancy, and he's still in his prime. Listen, listen. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this one time, and I'm gonna say this one time only. If I'm Pat Riley, I back up the Brinks truck. You goddamn right. I would. You damn would. right. I'm trading I'm trading anybody but Jimmy Butler. Bam too. If I have to, it I don't want to. I don't want to. I really don't. If I could somehow keep Butler, Bam, and Joel and B together, if there's, it cost me Tyler Hero, which I would hate, I really would. There's no fucking way. There's there, there, there's no there's no way. I, I, I'm just <laughs> saying Bam, Bam will be gone, bro. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I, maybe I, they maybe they like maybe they it, like Tyler Hero. It, it, it's 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 either Bam will be gone or they would gut their bench. I'm fine with that because I like who we drafted. We drafted some pretty decent players. Although I do I do believe Bam and Joel and B can coexist I, because because they can both play outside the paint. Well, because I can move Bam to the four his natural position, yes. which is where he should stay. Embiid at the five. If Embiid gets in some kind of foul trouble, Bam can move back to the five. Yeah, and I'm good. So I'm good with that. I don't like. Or if it's a situation, if I'm Miami and I can give up multiple first round picks and maybe not as many players, I consider it. Let me ask you this then. Go for it. This this, this is just like a swing to hear what you got to say. If somehow, some way you were the Clippers. Okay. 
and you can trade one of your two star pieces right now to bring in Joel Embiid. Would you do it? Because one of them are always freaking hurt, bro. I mean, Joel Embiid gets hurt a lot too. But it will be the first time that I think that Joel Embiid will play with like a star I in would, their prime. I would trade. I would trade Paul George if I could also bring Tobias Harris back to LA. You know what? If he, I could bring Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, I'm the Clippers. I give up. I give up. Chris, um, excuse me, Paul George, a first rounder, and mm, fuck it, I'll give up Zubox and another in an instant draft. I don't give a shit. But if, I can, but if I can bring Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, I would. Here we go. The change that Philadelphia needs is to get rid of Tobias Harris, not Joel Embiid. And a lot of people be like, man, Tobias, I understand Tobias Harris has been playing. The problem is the kind of players you need to surround Joel Listen, Embiid with. I love Tobias Harris. I love Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is one of those guys who can fit on any other NBA team except for the – Except for the Sixers. Exactly. So the the, cha- the change has to be, and I love Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is a very good defender. He's a very good offensive player, but he's not a consistent enough shooter to, to pair with Joel Embiid. And that's that's no, my only, that's my only issue you, with him. If you pair him to where he's the third option, that's his spot. I mean, he's kind of the, he's kind of the fourth option right now. That's, but yeah. like I I could see, I could see him fitting well with a team like Cleveland. Oh. That's a good one, but I don't think they I don't think they'd make the trade because the amount he, his his problem right now is the amount of money he makes because it was a Doc Rivers that was a coach at the time that signed him to a hundred eighty five million dollar contract. Do you trade like? Do you consider trading like a Colin Sexton and Jared Allen? Yeah, I think you make up your salary between those two. You do, but I don't. I don't think they. Go, I don't think they would want to give up Jared Allen. I don't either. He's very yeah. valuable, but I'm just. I, I, mean, I don't. I don't think the 76ers would want, would would take back Jared Allen either because him and MB play the same position. Now, yeah. could you get a third team involved and send Jared Allen to a third team? Yeah. Yes, and get somebody else from that team over there. Yes. Um, Who's that third team? I don't know who the third team would be. Oh, okay. I, I I haven't thought that. You far, know. But you know. You I, know. I just know Philadelphia won't take Jared you know, Allen. You know where else I really like? I think if I, and I love like I said I love the fit in Cleveland. Another fit that I think would be phenomenal for him is fucking Milwaukee. That's kind of <laughs> Milwaukee's been itching for a third dom like because you you your extra the extra points and stuff you get is from from Lopez, Bobby Portis, or sometimes um shit, I forget his name that fast. Lopez, Bobby Portis, and somebody else. Um because obviously you get them from Giannis and Middleton, but if you bring in a consistent guy, what and and uh and Drew, yeah, there we go. Sorry, yeah, yeah Drew Holiday. Drew. So if I can get, if I bring in a guy like 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 Tobias Harris and I can get eighteen and six from what I'm already getting from everybody else in Milwaukee, that's all I really need. Here's here, here, here's here's my qu- here's my question with that though. Okay, um, essentially what you got around Giannis right now and. It's kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like uh, the Joel Embiid. I mean, Giannis is a small forward, power forward. Yeah. But he also plays center every now and then too. He's, I mean, Giannis is well, 6'11". Well, when, when Lopez isn't on the floor. Yeah. yeah. So my pro- my only my only fire back on that would be you're kind of moving the same kind of players that Giannis needs around him. 
as the same kind of place as Joel Embiid needs around him. My only my disagreement with that is Tobias Harris is two things that Milwaukee does very well: play defense and rebound. He does because if you now have Holiday, Middleton, Tobias Harris at the three, Giannis at the four, Lopez at the five, you have got the same type of team that Boston had a couple years ago with all that length and all that athleticism on the defensive side of the ball. I think Tobias Harris makes Milwaukee's defensive rating go up into a top three defensive overall team. It gives them a top three rebounding team. And all the scoring you're going to get from all five of just those, we're not, even, we're not even talking about the bench yet. I think that pushes Milwaukee into a position where they can be more flexible. Because even if you move, even if you move Giannis to the five when Lopez goes out, Tobias Harris can move to the four. He's that kind of flex. Or you just bring in Bobby Portis, who can play the three and the four. Boy, I love me some Bobby Portis. So you man. see where I'm going. There's a lot, and there's a lot Bobby. of there's a lot of versatility with a guy like Tobias Harris. I do you my my right and that's true. My only I just don't think Tobias Harris is a consistent enough shooter. And yes, can he he makes up for it on the defensive end because the the person he's guarding barely yeah, scores. The points that he may not score on the half court offense, he'll probably get in transition because he'll run the floor with Giannis and company. So I think you can if they play defense the way I'm envisioning, you can expect another four to ten points from Tobias Harris in just transition alone. I I say this, I, I I love Tobias Harris. I just he needs to be on a team to me. His ideal fit on a team is with uh, shooters. Okay. Like like where, where he doesn't have to be relied on to shoot as much. And he would be relied on to shoot a, a, a bit, a, a, probably about the same as he does in Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Even if, I mean, Chris Middleton is there. So third option, yeah, I get it. But if Chris Middleton is injured like he has been recently, Tobias Harris isn't really the guy to take over as a number two scorer. And if Chris Middleton is gone, would I mean Drew is an okay shoot. He's not the best shooter. He's an okay shooter. He's really good on defense, and he's just really good. He's a good facilitator yeah, on yeah, offense. Sure. So where do you get that shooting? That's the only oh, blowback I would have. Now, if Chris Middleton is never injured and he plays 79, 80 games every year, this and that, I have zero problem with this. What about a team like, well, two teams like? What about like a Brooklyn or a Utah? Brooklyn, I can see definitely working out between Joe Harris. Uh, Kevin, if Joe Harris could ever find his damn shot again. Uh, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. You got a lot of shooters in Brooklyn and Utah. I think he'd be good for a young Utah team. So uh, one team I would throw in there, but they, they absolutely are not going to trade for him because they really don't have the room for him. One team that he would have fit well with, I mean, he could have played the Andrew Wiggins role in in Golden State. But um, that would that would have been a very ideal situation. They don't have a. They don't. Have they don't need, need him though. They don't need him. They, they don't need him. You know, what I'm saying like if Andrew Wiggins wasn't there, I would absolutely say, "Hey, there you go, bro." You, you what could, about you, a team like Minnesota? Let me see. I'm just uh, throwing. That, I'm. I'm really. Know, just, I'm, 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 kinda, I'm, try, I'm kind of spitballing because I'm curious. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of uh, the, the the starters in Minnesota. Uh, the, which McCullough comes you off got the bench, D'Angelo, right? D'Angelo Russell. Does D'Angelo Anthony, Russell start or he come off the bench? Still starts. He still starts. Okay. So D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Edwards and Cat, which I think one of them is injured. I think Cat's injured. I actually like that fit in Minnesota because him and Rudy Gobert would get people hell on defense. Yeah, that's a nice. Oh my god, that would be a good fit. See, so that's a four-five combo. Ant plays the three. Yeah, that I, I do. Wait, I do believe that would wait. be. Where the fuck does Cat play then? 
Cat still plays the five. Oh crap! So do you move? Do you move Ant to the two? Oh. Do you move Ant to the two and have Harris at the three? Oh my god! Because uh. Ant can play the two. He can play the two. So do you go D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Tobias Harris, Cat, and then Rudy Gobert? That actually would be kind of nasty. Of a that would that would be actually. that would be pretty nasty. Because I think Ant as a two is actually better than people think it is. I just I, Ant is. Ant got next, you know. So like, I, yeah, that, yeah. that's how I so feel. I, he he, he doesn't he doesn't have a weakness in his offensive game. So that might be the best fit overall. That actually that actually makes sense. Like if if I'm a coach and that's my starting five, I feel like I can win. Most I, games. Last year, last year I would advocate same thing you said with uh you last year with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I would advocated for him to be on Utah as well. Oh, 100 percent. That would, oh man, that would have been nasty. Yeah. Oh I'll, yeah, yeah. Him Donovan him and Donovan that. Mitchell would have played very well together. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Uh, that might. Minnesota might be his best. Fit. Minnesota would be a very, very good fit. So my thing um, is, if you're if you're Minnesota and you try to trade for Tobias Harris, what do you what what can you give up that would give Philly? Well, you know what? Because of their GM who loves draft picks, that would be the move. He loves draft. Oh, picks. he is, they're loaded with draft picks right now, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They're they not. Used, they used them a lot. They used them all. They used them all for Rudy. not not all of them. But, but I mean, you know what a, I mean. They yeah. used a fair amount of them. Ooh. Is there any other place I'd put Tobias Harris? Uh, a good team that I'd put. To, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him. No, I wouldn't put him in Memphis. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, this team isn't good, but I think he'd be good for them. Is uh, OKC next to uh, look? I don't Shai need. Gilgis. I don't need OKC to get no other veteran players. They' so young right now; it's unreal. They are young. They're dumb young. Uh, no, that that might be that might. Be, I mean, he might be okay in uh, in Dallas. He might just be okay in Dallas, but with Luca being so like, ball dominant, I don't I know how like that would work. I feel like he would disappear in Dallas, and not by his own doing. Yeah, by Luca's doing. Hundred percent. That's yeah. why a guy like Jalen Brunson left. Yeah. Granted, he's not doing much better in New York, but he's doing fine. He, he's he's holding his own as a, as a player, so. Yeah, 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 that that part. All right, you can count on Jalen Brunson to give you about fifteen tonight. Sure. All right, that's a solid NBA talk. Yeah, so, very much so. I'm curious on Facebook tomorrow, and I'm gonna post it again in this poll. I would like people to pro- pro- like actually participate in this poll. Put in a poll on Facebook too. Yeah, I kind of wish we had. We know we need our we need a we need a gentleman's talk Facebook page. We don't have one. No. Oh shit! We can make that. We can make that tomorrow. That take take about fifteen minutes, if that. You want? You want to make it? I'd probably make it. Yeah. I got too many pages. Yeah. I, I, I have. I got a lot too. I got was zing zing. I've my got. Own. I have three. I have three Instagrams and two Facebooks and a Twitter. Like, right, like right off rip. What I'm thinking about. Because mm. I've got my 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 work page on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. and then I've got. My personal on both, which absolutely. My personal is literally just gentlemen's talk at this point. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really that's is the picture and everything. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. what it is. So, yeah, that's the move. We need to make. I can send you the pictures if you don't already have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get on it. Yeah, and then one. we can because that probably be that that be the best place. But we just got to and then literally once we do that, we can share it with all of our friends list. And of course, we could do the little ten dollar 
uh, boost post thing. So yeah, yeah, we can do a lot. So let's yeah, business let's, talk on gentlemen's talk. Yeah, let's plan that out. Okay, we got some other moves. Um, you want to get into? Let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this crossover because you said you was bringing it back. So let's hey, go. you know I never let you down. I'm a shine hey, on sight. Keep hey, your mind on hey. your grind and off of my. Anyway, y'all get it. If you know the song, you know the song. If you don't, sucks to be you. Kill yourself. Um, taking your your word there. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the crossover. Cross it up. So here we go. So excited. So excited. So excited. Recently, I watched a movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I watched 22 Jump Street. I love, movie. I love that movie. I, I watched 22 Jump Street and Ride Along came on right after I was on HBO or whatever. Two good movies. Yeah. So, if you know anything about those, either one of those movies, they are what we call buddy cop movies. Right? So, I said, okay, I wonder what buddy cop movies. I, I, I'll make a little list here and do a little crossover with this, this, and that. So, I'm going to start with the actual sports side and I'm going to get into the buddy cop thing a little bit after. You're going to appreciate this one. So today, we are counting down. They don't have to be the best, but I'm going to tell you my five favorite quarterback-receiver duos of all time. Wow. There we go. I didn't expect that from I know you didn't. So it's duos. It's duos, baby. It's duos. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to start with my honorable mention, and it's only honorable mention because they only played, I think, uh, a season and a half together. Is it Tom Brady and Randy Moss? No, it's not. Damn it. That's season and a half. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't believe you. No, no. Actually, well, we'll get, season, we'll, we'll, it's almost two seasons. It's almost two seasons. Tom Brady, yeah, I mean, he tore his ACL or whatever. Uh, and what was it? Matt Castle? Was it Matt Castle that took over? When Brady like, tore his ACL? I think so, yeah. Um, my honorable mention here is, drum roll, please, the most controversial quarterback wide receiver duo ever. And that is Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens, who lit the league on fire when they got together. And we all know about T.O.'s impressive Super Bowl performance with a broken ankle. He caught 9 out of 10. for Broken legs. Broken so. legs, yeah. Uh, what was it, 9 out of 10 for like 100 yards? Ridiculous. 120-plus. Ridiculous performance. Trust, and Donovan McNabb a, gave me, that freaking game a, away. As a Patriots fan, yes, I was nervous. Donovan McNabb gave that freaking game away. I'll never forgive I mean, him for that. Donovan McNabb gave uh, a lot away, but that's neither here nor there. Again. So here we go. Starting with number five. And this is my five favorites, not the five best. Go for so, it. So um, if you, you know, if you, you when I'm done and you be like, oh, I'd, I would add this, and I'd put them in my five favorites. So here I'm we go. It. Starting with uh, number five. And my top five is in no way in any particular order. It was just as it came to my head. Starting with number five. Greatest show on turf. And I couldn't only limit this to one wide receiver. If you know anything about the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, the quarterback, and here I have Holt slash Bruce. Bruh, greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams, who are now the L.A. Rams, again, because they were the L.A. Rams before they became the St. Louis Rams. Mm-hmm. This trio here, but I think uh, Bruce and Warner has more uh, more yards together. Yeah, but yeah. This trio here lit the league on fire. Uh, Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. I don't know if you've seen uh, the Underdog story. I haven't seen it, but I know the story. It, it's very. It, I watched it uh, on my way to Florida to Miami. Okay. It is very good. Uh, it's a very good. They talk about his experience in the AFL, everything, and uh, 
I mean, it, it, it's an amazing story. And then, I mean, obviously, Kurt Warner's first year, he pops up, he gets uh, NFL MVP, and he wins the Super Bowl. Yep. Amazing. I mean, it, you couldn't dry it up any better. Only way you could dry it up better is if he was actually homeless. So, 100%. Uh, Warner, Warner with Holton Bruce was uh, was nasty. No, that's good. Um, going on to my next one, of course, I have a slash on this one too, because at the front side of Peyton Manning's career, Marvin Harrison, he had Marvin Harrison, and during the middle of of the front side of his career, he also acquired a guy by the name of Reggie Wayne. He sure did. Wayne Harrison is a slash because when Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison was on the field together with Peyton Manning. And, it, it, it was, and Dallas Clark, it, right? All these guys, all three of those oh, guys, yeah. were number one, bro. And Edron James, and yeah. Edron. Oh my God! Yeah. The, uh, Marvin Harrison could have went to any other team and been a number one. Reggie Wayne could have went to any other team and been number one. Uh, it is deadly. This was, I mean, like this would have been like if Randy Moss and Chris Carter could have played together in their primes. Yeah. It was stupid. Which brings me to. My next one on this list, uh, Cunningham Carter. Mm. Cunningham Carter. Love it. I, I love what, it. No, I'm a fan. What, I love what, it. What, what can you say? Chris Carter probably some the, has some of the best hands, period. Chris Carter might have the best hands ever. And if it's not ever, he's definitely in the top five. The, the, the craziest thing about Chris Carter um, – Oh, I forgot to do the other honor mentor, which was well, Matt Ryan to Julio Jones. But well, Chris Carter will also tell you about who he thinks has either just as good or better hands than him, and he did name D Hop and Julio. Absolutely, that's a, yeah, yeah. So, so ultimate uh, homage to that. Yes, uh, Chris Carter, Julio Jones, there, and D Hop. Those three are in a rare kind of category because some receivers just have really good hands, and they don't have either the speed. Or the receiver tree to back it up. My honorable mention on number four in that list would be Larry Fitzgerald. Well, you yeah, well, you know. I know. The I'm only here, reason why Larry Fitzgerald did not make this list is because he really didn't have a consistent kind of uh, quarterback there. Even neither, though that one, ne- neither did D Hop. E- even though them them first two years of yeah. Warner and Fitzgerald was magical, and then he had uh, what's what's old dude name from Cincinnati on the backside of his career? Uh, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Which they, they had a pretty good connection too. Um. Going on from uh from Cunningham Carter. Yes, they made my list, dog. And I don't care what anybody says. Brady and Moss made my freaking list. I don't care how short it was. It doesn't matter. I don't care how short it was. They were unstoppable until they, you know, I mean. Yeah. E- even when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, they it wasn't because Randy Moss was stopped. And it wasn't because uh Tom Brady was stopped. The Giants' front seven was just – they were just so uh, – The Patriots' defense lost in that game Yeah, with the helmet catch. Exactly. And the de- the offense – I hate to say it. the off- I mean, yes, did the offense score the points they are accustomed to? No, but you always here- – here's my problem with people when they talk about these types of things. The playoffs are different. I don't give a shit if you were the highest scoring offense and you scored 35 points a game. The playoffs, nobody's trash. As you can see with Cincinnati last let me, year. Let me say that again. Nobody's trash. This is a league where this, – this is my problem with the freaking NBA, and I think you'll appreciate this. Nobody in the NFL playoffs is trash because more than half the league doesn't make it. It's the same thing with baseball. This is why baseball is so competitive in the playoffs and the NFL is so competitive in the playoffs. 
More than half the league does not make it. It's literally, literally under 50% of the league that makes the playoffs, whereas in the NBA, oh, my God. Even with the play-in now, that makes, I mean, the play-in is not the playoffs, but, I mean, if you if you factor it in, sure. I mean, you know, um, it, it's just nobody sucks in the NFL, in, 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 in the NFL playoffs. Absolutely. I don't, they, they have been, didn't, uh, Seattle won when they were 7-9. The year whenever uh, the Panthers won, when I think they were six and freaking eleven, and they won in the first round. The only group that can get away with a big amount of people making it and it's still competitive is the NCAA tournament for basketball. Yeah, because that is by far the cra- like it. It lives up to the name of March Madness. It does because shit just happens every fucking year. The NFL will never be like that. Never. The NBA will never be like that. Baseball will never be like that. Granted, there's not near the amount of teams. Yeah, I think it's only six on each side in baseball. It is, but I mean, but I mean, we're talking about sixty-four to thirty-two to sixteen to eight to four to two. Literally, basketball is in a league of its own when it comes to one and dones. NCAA basketball. NCAA, but yeah, because I mean, obviously the yeah the, the only thing the NBA has close to that is the playing because the playing is one and done. Yeah. So, but I mean, it it, it it's different, and of course, finally. We get to the best. Bum, bum, and, bum. And I just could. This is the only, the only team on here that I, that I put two quarterbacks because I literally couldn't pick. I couldn't. Wow. Rice with Montana and Young. I couldn't pick one over the other. That's a, okay. I, I just, I, I mean, you pick Montana, you do no wrong. You pick Steve Young, you do no wrong. I'll tell you the common factor in all of that. Jerry Rice. Yep. And like I tell people all the time, Jerry Rice is the best receiver ever. I don't care what anybody has to say. He owns all the records by far. Um, what I will say is there has been other receivers that has a higher peak than Jerry Rice did at yeah, his yeah, peak. Yeah, for sure. Like so, uh, Randy Moss, uh Calvin Johnson might be one you consider. Um, Julio Jones might be another one you consider for for your yeah. for your highest peak. Like if you career, if, you know, just just in the middle of their of what you would consider their peak. Let's say yeah, we yeah, stretch it sure. out over five years. Uh, unfortunately for Randy Moss, his best five year peak would be the beginning of his career because he had the same quarterback. And people forget about him going to the Raiders. That was a lost. The lost and, years and the Seahawks. And, and, oh my God, I forgot. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't forget. Um, not to be confused with Simeon Rice. Jerry Rice also yeah. played for the Seahawks. Um, and one. Damn, it just popped in my head. I went straight away, and I I forgot the one that I, that I didn't mention. Oh, one that I didn't mention that should also be mentioned on this list. I'm going to give him an honorable mention, and I hate that his career ended the way it did. Brett Favre to Sterling Sharp. And I just think yep. off the pure numbers, I'm still going to advocate for this till the day I die or until the day he gets in the Hall of Fame. Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. Um, you brought up your honorable mention of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Yep. I would like to throw in Stafford and Megatron. I can fuck with that. Um, I would also like to throw in Big Ben and Antonio Brown. You know what? Big Ben and Heinz Ward was so close to getting on yeah. my list. I can see that. Um, I did consider Antonio Brown. And Big Ben, but it was just something. It was so I felt like 
it was the beginning. So Big Ben and AB was similar to what it was not too far off from what you got from Rodgers and Devontae Adams, which I would also right. mention in there right. as well. Um, another honorable mention I would throw in there just for the sake of this is, is Brady to Gronk. Brady, I just didn't put Gronk because he was a tight end. I mean, and I, then, I, I, then, then, then Brady to Edelman. Yeah, Brady Edelman now, was pretty good. Now, I understand that Edelman is not any of those receivers you just named. But if we're talking about quarterback-receiver duos, yeah. I understand why you didn't say that. But I'm just saying, Brady to Gronk was a fucking cheat code. Yeah. Um, Another one that was short-lived, but it was very good, was Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God. That could have been the greatest ever. <laughs> oh, my right. God. That could have been the greatest ever. That was another one. That was just kind of – it was short-lived, but it was very yeah, fucking that, good. That, that, that could have been the greatest ever. Um, But granted, I'll be I'll be clear when I, when I picked uh Brady Moss, because some people be like, well, it was so short-lived. The, the thing was, if you've never seen the – probably the number one quarterback ever. No. Other than Jerry Rice and Montana, Steve Young, with probably the number one receiver ever, arguably number one receiver ever, and it it it, it probably won't happen again. No, um, not like that. I mean, Tyree, like Patrick Mahomes might end up being top three quarterback of all time, but Tyreek Hill won't finish but, as but, a top. But Tyreek Hill wasn't going to wasn't going to finish as a top three receiver. He might. I don't even think he finishes the top five. He might not. I, 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 I know can, for sure. I, I do. I could under. I could see depending on how long he plays. He might be able to finish as a top ten, might. And I'm being, I'm, I'm trying because I don't want to have recency bias because there's so many goddamn. Receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to like, I'm just he could. Yeah. He, he went to Miami. and He's having his career year. Yep. But within his own generation of players, I still don't think he's better than a Mike Evans, a Justin Jefferson, a, Ty, a Jamar Chase, um, a DK Metcalf. And that's hard. AJ Brown, and that's tough. This is me personally. I think I would take Ty. I think I think I'd take Tyreek Hill over DK Metcalf. I think I would. If, I, if Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback, I, I would. <laughs> look, give, give Patrick Mahomes a guy like Ty, like DK Metcalf. Oh to see what my happens. god! Give Give Tyreek Hill DK Metcalf and see something happen. Uh, what What I will say, you remember how we were talking about? Uh, you can draft star receivers in later rounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's your example right there. Uh. There, there's a lot of very good receivers getting drafted in later rounds and a lot of good defensive players. I mean, like, a lot of people forget how late Richard Sherman was drafted. Richard Sherman was not a top pick in the and NFL draft. To, and he went to Stanford. Tyler Lockett Pac-12. was not a top pick in the NFL draft. I mean, no. that, that, whole, that whole team, probably other than Russell Wilson, uh, that one in Seattle wasn't really, like, top picks in anything. So... No, and, and and Marshawn Lynch was brought over yeah, by a trade from uh Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, at that, them Buffalo years from Marshawn Lynch just don't live inside my head at all. Oh, they do for me. I I no, they live inside my head. I, 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 I just like I remember when they, they were, were good, but his Seattle years defined who he is. Yeah, Marshawn. I mean, he was a beast in Seattle, but like he was a beast in with the Raiders too, which is crazy. Yeah, but at but the end of his but, freaking career, but Seattle was was. Money time. It's so crazy to me because, like, I was watching TV and it was like, and they were talking about where everybody came from with colleges and stuff like that. And it was like, Marshall Lynch was traded. I was like, traded from Buffalo. I don't remember him. And then, for some apparent reason, there was a play on TV where on, in Seattle where Marshall Lynch rushed for like a 60 yard touchdown. I was like, do you, crap, he did play his head. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember who he played with? His other running back. 
No. If I remember correctly, it was Fred Taylor. Oh, crap. Fred Taylor yes. And Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Yes. That was a nasty two headed monster. Yeah. That was one of the few instances of two power backs as opposed to like a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb type yeah. of situation. Or, you know, kind of like it's, it's like a reversal of Aaron, of Aaron Jones and shit. Why I forget his name? I have his face. Big thighs. Um, You know what I'm talking about. I can't remember his fucking name. Damn. He on my, I picked him up on my fantasy team, too. That's annoying. I'm, now I got to pull it up. No, not NBA. Uh, Gentlemen's League. Oh, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, that's God, it. Dog. That's it, yeah. Damn. There we go. All right. I can't wait. I can't wait to do one. one I can't wait to do another crossover eventually. And it's going to be the. It's probably going to be like the best running back duos ever. We're, we're going That'd to talk about That'd be an interesting one. I kind of want to do one in college because college might. Yeah. College would be interesting too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's close out the show with um. Your segment with the real talk. Hey. So. Last week we started our conversation. We talked about Deion Sanders. Um about his transition from the SWAC to the Pac-12. Beautiful transition, by the way. Beautiful. I couldn't agree more. Lots of lots of things happen. Thanks, sir. Um, we also had a situation where we had... I didn't want to go in this direction, but it keeps coming up, so I'm doing it anyway. We had a prisoner swap happen. We had a prisoner swap happen. There's been... Mixed feelings about it, you know, this, that, and the other. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about by now, clearly you don't do anything relevant in your life because you should know about this by now. So it it's weird. This entire – this segment goes back to one of the first Real Talk segments I've ever done. Yeah. And it literally revolves around villainizing heroes. I mean – Villainize, yeah, villainize, like hero, making a villain into a hero. Sorry, I said that backwards. Oh, I think you meant to say villainized, uh, villainized hero. I don't. But you knew what I was saying. Yeah. We're yeah. we're making a hero, like a villain into a hero, somebody who did wrong into a hero. Like we're, and and it's it's. I have to, fuck that. I was gonna taper my words. I'm not tapering my goddamn. Don't tape. Words. Don't tape shit. Come shit. on, let's go. Let's go. We as a goddamn people have got to stop doing this shit. We do. As a community, we have got to stop doing this. We have got to be like, oh, we got this this black person that done went to jail for this reason, and we've got to get them out. How about we do a little bit of background and figure out what the fuck happened before we just assume, oh, we need to let them free. So let's play the backstory game. Why did she go to jail in the first place? Because she was in a foreign country, and she had drugs. International smuggling is the charge. Like, let's just play that game. Let's just start with that. Let's start at the baseline. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't ever leave their home country, when you travel overseas, the first thing you should do after you book your plane ticket is just take a dive at their laws. Because if you're going somewhere and you have no idea really what's going on in that particular country, you end up in jail. You might end up in jail. Because you have to tread lightly. There are countries like the UK and a few other places where you can go to jail for talking bad about the government the way we talk about the government here in the US. 
Most definitely. Because people here are very vocal about how they feel about, you know, the government. I'm not saying myself. I'm saying people in general. In other countries, that will get your ass put in jail. They don't have freedom of speech like we have freedom of speech. Obviously, in America, we are kind of hit or miss when it comes to how we decide to punish people for drugs. But you know for a fact, you're going to a country like Russia. You know what kind of history the U.S. has with Russia. If you do any kind of reading, there's a lot of espionage stuff that goes on. There's a lot of stuff. We go all the way back to the motherfucking space race with Russia. Show you right. Who can get to the moon first? Like, we go way back with Russia. What makes you think if they've got a chance to gain any kind of advantage of any kind, no matter how small, that they won't do it? They took advantage of two things. How black people react to certain situations and how politics reacts to a certain situation. They knew incarcerating Brittany Griner would cause the black community to go into a fucking uproar. Because we do. We do. 100%. We know we do. Sometimes to our own fault. The majority of black people, by the way. Well, I, that's why I just said the black yeah. community. I just, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, generalize one way or the other. Just the black community. Because as a whole, we are all, we are, we are all still a part of the black community. So I just, as a whole, as a community, this is what we do. We get into an uproar. Sometimes we get the backstory. Sometimes we just emotionally react. And this is one of those situations where we reacted and we're like, oh, if this was Tom Brady or if this was LeBron James or I'm like, first of all. And then you start spitting dumb shit out your mouth like that. First of all, stop it. You know two things to be true. One, Tom Brady ain't going to Russia to do no dumb shit like that. (laughs) Start with that. And second, name me the first off-the-court bad thing LeBron James has done in his career. Don't worry, I'll wait. He grew up without a father. Maybe he argued with a media member. I don't know. He's a devoted father who takes care of his family. He has two kids who are now being looked at for colleges who just his oldest son just played against Carmelo's son in a very similar game to when him and Carmelo played. He has a mo he's a billionaire athlete. He's done everything right. He is a role model. Granted, we still as a community and as as a sports community like to bash this man's legacy. I don't, I don't, you know, like I gotta tell people all the time, I don't think anybody hates LeBron the person. No, but we still so, find a way to yeah. you know but 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 this is what I'm talking about. Like we 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 start bringing up the most far right type shit we can think of. First of all, no, they think of some of the greatest people to throw in this because bullshit. Because if Brittany Griner was a regular ass person, not a single person in the fucking black community would have fought like they did. If this would have been, if this would have been, you know, young truck from whatever hood that he from that went to Russia, got caught with some cards, and went to jail, wouldn't know. The only people that would have advocated for him would have been his own community. Here we go. Here's one for you. Give it to me. Here's one. Here, here, here's one for you. Um, could you imagine if somebody like uh pick any rap, pick any young rapper right now you want to? Could you imagine oh, if any? Let's, if, let's throw Kodak Black in. There. Let's throw Kodak. If Kodak Black would have went over there and and he would have got hit with the smuggling charges and that, and they say he was going to put nine years in jail. And the black community would have would have had a whole uproar. 
You think the government would have done the swap? I don't believe they would have done the damn swap. No, I don't think so either. The only reason why they did the swap is because she's Brittany Griner, and and I still don't. But here, here, here's here's another thing, and I'm not trying to bash the LGBTQ. No, what, and, and I, I'm not. I, the, I didn't the, even bring that like, into like, the fold because yeah, I like uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't relevant to me. Car- Carlos Miller said Carlos Miller calls in the LMNOP community because he could never get the, <laughs> he could never get the letters right. I can't get it right either. I'm not bashing y'all, bro. I just you know what I'm. Let's you know so. She had an uproar with that community plus the black community. Bruh, not going to lie to y'all. What y'all did was praised essentially a criminal. Like, it's kind of like whenever I'm, I'm, I'm in the black community, obviously. So whenever you're like, hey, man, such and such locked up this and that. Well, what he did, well, they say he raped this person. He was out here selling drugs to kids and this and that. We got to free him, this and that. No, they need to keep his ass locked the hell up. It's what they need to do. No, I'm not, bruh. Like, listen, did she get incarcerated for something kind of dumb? Yeah, she did. 100%, she did. But you cannot, you cannot, you cannot travel to another country and not understand the laws yep. and not understand the history because if I if I knowing myself and what I've currently gone through in my career in my life outside of the podcast travel to another country you don't think I look at the laws and and, and something something somebody told me it kind of pissed me off about this same subject they were like well she's an athlete she's, she's a black top athlete so they're going to make an example out of her you have a responsibility, and you hear this. This, this is why I love LeBron James, the person. You have a responsibility as a black athlete celebrity to not put yourself in that situation to play the victim card where it's like, well, if they were white, they, they wouldn't have got no, that many years. You, if can't, we, they, you they, can't do they, that. They're going, number one, most people are like, well, she's black. Okay, so let's start with that. I, that's not my stance, but whatever. Look, let's start with no, that. fuck so, that. Let's start with that. How many people in the black community going to fucking Russia just cuz? Exactly. And on top of that, not only are you black, if you're black and a celebrity, just, just, just you being a celebrity, an American celebrity that Russia can grab just to make a freaking example, you had a responsibility yourself to not put yourself in that damn situation. Listen, if I was a black artist, I don't even want to go on tour in Russia. Unless my name is Michael Jackson, everybody loves Michael That's different. Jackson. Michael Jackson is like <laughs> literally the him and Prince, the one one of a few outliers. Yeah, but again, on the same token, it's like again, the because I've even heard the argument. Oh well, she wouldn't have had to do that if they paid WNBA players a certain type of way. I'm like, how many WNBA games you been to? <laughs> Let's start with that. How about because the, um... it's the same like when you talk when we talked about Deion Sanders and Jackson State last week. Has anybody dug into that situation? Has anybody looked at how many times Deion Sanders got his car broken? Yeah, besides into? us. Yeah. Like, have we looked at the fact that the the boosters and the the alumni weren't paying back into the school? How much Dion came out of pocket for? And I'm not going. I'm, I'm not talking bad about uh, Jackson State. It's in the hood, bro. Like literally in the hood. Hold on. Listen. You know what else is in the hood? U of H. Yes, and TSU. And look at those two schools. Tillman Fertitta got a whole ass stadium there. So miss me with that. By the way, I went to a school in the hood. Like literally in the hood. Um, in, in Lamar. <laughs> I, I went to a high school that was right in the hood. Yeah. 
Yeah, you did. Oak Edition is right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee High School, Oak Edition, <laughs> right there. Go a little bit further, Central Heights, right, right there. there. Yeah. Like, oh, hold on, I ain't even done. Go a little bit further, Obey Town, right there. Like, no. So, it's like, it's just, it doesn't, it does it bothers me. Because we choose to defend the wrong thing. We have a very powerful community. We do. When we really want to make a movement, make an uproar, and make a difference, we can. But sometimes, y'all choose to yeah, do it in the wrong I think instance. Some, I think sometimes we put our energy into the wrong things. So let me ask you this. Not, now we say putting your energy into the wrong things. Y'all made, well, not you, but you know, a lot of people made the uproar about Brittany Griner. Here's my question to y'all. What about something like the Innocence Project? where people are on death row in Texas and other states, and they're completely fucking innocent. You're not making an uproar about that. How many of you guys even know what the Innocence Project is? Where where the evidence is 100% lacking, but they still convicted. Some of y'all need to go see Just Mercy. I watched... um, Boy, great movie. What's what's, what's the show on Netflix? I just, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a guy that was uh, in Texas from Louisiana, and he was convicted of being somewhere he wasn't, and he was on death row. For six years, and it took somebody in a completely different state Damn. to free him. Stuff like that is where your uproar, your uproar should come from. Stuff just like that is where your uproar should come from, or should come to aid. Not this particular situation where she broke the law. And granted, she said, "Oh, I forgot they were in my bag." Okay, fine. And a lot of people say. Well, well, she maybe she did, maybe she did just forget. But how many states can you leave from where she is and go to another state with weed? With, with weed, because if she, got, just saying, it's still breaking the. You you can't have weed on an airplane, bro. You can't it's knowingly still... be breaking the law and be like, oh, I forgot I had it. No, nah, fam, you didn't forget. You you wanted that because you couldn't go without. Like if I carry a gun in the airport and put it in my bag, like if I. Let's just say, for instance, hey, I keep my gun in my suitcase just because nobody's going to guess to look in a suitcase. I pack my clothes up. I go. I put my stuff under the plane, and I get randomly searched, and they go through my bag, and it's like, oh, look, you have a freaking gun, and you're not in Texas no more where you're licensed to have a gun. When I say, hey, my bad, I forgot I had my gun, that ain't going to fucking work. Speaking from somebody who carries every day. Right. Every day. In one way, shape, form, fashion, I carry every day. I know if I'm going anywhere near certain buildings, whether I need to be concealed or open, or if I can't have it at all, because there are buildings that have Texas Penal Code 30.01 and 30.02 yep. where I can't be concealed or open carry. Yep. And that means I got to keep it elsewhere. But yep. that's just knowing where the Fuck you are. I mean, this is literally, we live an hour away from, uh, give or take an hour, hour and a half away from Louisiana. I'm not going to keep my gun in the car and cross the border into Louisiana with my gun. Oh, no, I am. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, like, most people still would. I mean, like, obviously I would. But is it legal? Your license to carry actually um, across a lot of states is actually still well, valid. But, but uh, Of course, but I'm just saying, you know, like, just just imagine if, by law, I couldn't take it there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I get pulled over in Louisiana. Is there any firearms in the car? Yeah, I got my gun. You're not allowed to have a gun in your car in this state. Yeah. And you're fucked, even though it was an honest mistake. They might say, you know what? 
just to be to be fair, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt that you forgot it was there. Take the clip out. We're going to seize the gun. And you got to give up the gun. And if you don't want to give up the gun or you give problems, you're going to go to jail for having a weapon you're not supposed to have. And that's just going from state to state. Like, I can't put a gun in my car and drive to freaking New York. I'm going to cross over in too many states where I'm not supposed to have a gun. <laughs> How many states can you go to with weed if you leave Texas? Oh, there's a handful, but uh, well, out up of, north? Out of, out of 50. But how far do Ooh. I have to go to be in the clear? I mean, just going from Texas to Louisiana, you're not in the clear. So, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you might not go to jail, but you're not in the but, clear. But what if I go from Texas to Oklahoma? Mm. Or Texas to Oklahoma to Kansas to Nebraska? Let's just say you're going to Seattle where, where it's perfectly legal. But you have to cross over quite a few states. You have to cross over a lot of states. Whether so many states, the, you need a license just to have weed, too. Whether I go through the Air, New Mexico-Arizona route, like... To be fair, you can have a rocket launch in your front seat in Arizona. That is beautiful. Um, <laughs> so fucking random. But listen, I'm not. I'm not bashing it. And I'm I, happy and she's I, home. You know like, what I'm saying? I am. But here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. In about a month, as a community, we're gonna forget that we're gonna forget because we didn't truly care. We said we cared. We made an uproar. She's home now. So in about three to four months when she writes a book, has a documentary, makes millions off of it, we're going to forget. Yeah. And we're not going to think twice about it. Let me tell you what's completely been forgot about. Who the fuck we exchanged her for. That's ex Oh, my God. That part. We're going to forget. Oh, yeah, she's home. But look who we exchanged it for. If you haven't done your research and you don't know who Victor is, just go watch the go watch the Dog of War with Nicolas Cage. That's one way to start. There's a couple other documentaries that exist, but you can go watch the Dog of War. You can just do your research on on Victor. There's a lot going on with that individual. Victor's a very interesting character to say the least but like i said i'm gonna let you guys do your research on mr victor and um draw your own opinions for that there was a lot of argument that was also made to have the, the in the original deal for the prisoner swap that um there was a, a there was a marine vet that was also incarcerated that they that's been incarcerated since uh ew, 2016 i think some something like that on some different charges, very worse on worse charges than what what she was over there incarcerated for. So that that takes a different level of um, political dealing. Obviously, this is not a political podcast, so I'm not gonna get into all that. Um, all that. Do your research, read into it, learn who Victor is, learn about Mr. Wheeler, and you know, figure it out from there. Um, that for me is how I'm going to close out the real talk. I know you like to talk about that kind of stuff, but we got to do better. We cannot, as a, as a community, we cannot progress if we don't find the right things to talk about 
I mean, excuse me, not talk about, to uproar about. Sure, in the moment it was cool, to, it was great to have that uprise. It was, but it was not on the list of most important things to have an uprise about. We're just still nowadays just trying to get out of the light of because of, because I woke up this morning or because I was born, I already have a strike in, in this life. And I haven't done anything yet. I have done nothing wrong. But because of the way I was born, I get looked at a certain type of way. Yep. And then we're not even going to talk about the amount of hats that I currently wear that make it even harder for an individual like myself because I now have to be absolutely perfect because the one time I make a massive catastrophic mistake because of the amount of hats that I wear is over. It's over for me. I have to be perfect in this life because I now wear more than one hat when it comes to who I am, what I represent, and what I do. If you know me, you know what I'm talking about. There's quite a few of us that are in the same boat. And that's what it is. And then you, on top of that, you add a father to the to the mix as well. Now I have to be a perfect father. Because I have to be a perfect example for my daughters. I have to be the best version of myself, given the life that we live, given the way things are in the world. And the last thing I'm going to concern myself with are things that do not push me forward to help my daughters have a better life than what we have had. Now, granted, we've had a pretty good life my generation, those born in 89 and later, we've had a pretty good life. We have. We deal with the things, some things that we dealt with. Yeah, we dealt with some injustices and a lot of those types of things. But we had a, a better life than our parents. Damn sure than our grandparents. Sure. So it's getting there. We've just got to choose our uproars and our battles differently. And that's what I'm going to leave you with on this real talk. Here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back to, no, Friday. We said Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Friday, Friday. evening. We'll be back Friday for our week 15 picks. We do our best to not leave you guys on a somber type note, but sometimes it just needs to be said. So I said it. You don't have to like me. I'm going to sleep the same no matter what. Because the amount of fucks I give is zero. And I'm going to sleep the same no matter how it goes down. I damn sure will. I don't. Hey, look. This is this is, this is is where we voice our stuff. And, um, I mean, look. We voice it. We have fun with it. Uh, as you can we can take it serious. We can keep it lighthearted. I mean, whatever. That's what makes us so versatile at what we do. Also. While it's on my mind, we have uh, a consistent amount of plays for the past seven episodes. If you're listening every week, please subscribe. I beg of you to subscribe. As soon as we upload an episode, you're going to get the little ding, the notification bell. I mean, even if you don't want the notification bell, you can keep it off. Just subscribe. It'll help us in the long run. If you like us, uh, rate us. Give us a five-star rating. If you can't give us a five-star rating, give us a four-star rating. Leave us uh, comments and be like, hey, I think y'all can do this and this to get better. We read them all. We read them all. We listen to them. We listen to our fans. Uh, we listen to people that that love us. We take criticism very well. Yep. We have these 
pre-production meetings and we literally talk about the things that are brought to our attention. Facts. And that's how we continue to progress as a show. You got a topic you want to want us to discuss? Hey, hey, throw it our way. Throw it out there. If if we if it's something that we can be like, mm, I think we could I think we could do that. We'll absolutely do it. If you've listened to the show since season 1, we have featured multiple segments from ideas or just inspirations that people brought to us. Yep. Someone very close to myself, Mr. Noble. I had Mr. Noble's words going for a hot minute. Big homie. Big homie. Another big one. My boy, uh, John L. John L. gave us a couple of topics. Um, yeah. And we did it. Yeah, man. Uh, just. We're not. We'll talk about anything. We will talk about anything. If you're interested in it, we'll talk about it. Hey, look. I don't care if you want. I don't care if you want to argue. This the sky is green. Okay. I'll tell you why it's blue, dude. <laughs> yeah, but listen, we are gentlemen's talk. It is what we do. It is two brothers that just sit there, have some drinks, have some laughs, have some unscripted conversations. Like this show is literally put together like an English paper. It's got an outline with a bunch of dots. We have some topics, and we ain't really got no notes. We bring up a topic, we talk about it, and we really just freestyle from there. Yeah, this is exactly why I try to stay away, or we try to stay away from like, hey, when I, like earlier today in the crossover, when I was like, this is my five favorite, not the top five, because obviously the top five wide receiver QB duos will go by yards or yards per reception and things like that. So I said, my five favorite uh, of all time, and obviously, you know, some some people would have put uh, uh, what's 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 old boy from Buffalo, uh, uh, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly. I can't think of the receiver's name for Buffalo. Oh, I can't uh, off the top of my head. But things like that, somebody would have somebody would have probably said Dan Marino and his receiver, whose name just slipped in my freaking mind. But I mean, a lot of stuff we talk about is subjective, unless we're just, unless it's something like how we did today when we said yeah. uh, Michael Jordan should not be the MVP because. I mean, Kareem has more. Yeah, and so. we, we try not to bore you guys with the um, all the extra numbers and all that stuff because you see it on TV all the time. You see that shit on TV, and you still have your own opinion. So it's easier for us to just talk I mean, normal. Uh, the one thing we didn't really talk about was uh, the World Cup, and I cannot wait for the final. Hey. But we will we will definitely recap. Uh, shout out to Morocco for being a Cinderella story. I mean, they lost Dude. now, but... Um, what a, but what a run. Hey, what a run. I picked but, France to win from the beginning, and uh, Mbappe and them boys about to give Argentina all they can take. Hey, but it, it looks like hey, Messi got a shot at getting his first one. Another one. This is big. Another shot. So, Not another one, another shot. But, so this is big. So we're going to see. There's a lot of legacy-defining things on the line in this World Cup. So if, if Messi wins and he scores a World Cup goal, I'm going to cry because I've been screaming for the past 10 years. CR7 is better. I am going to cry because I would have to finally just give in. <laughs> I will. You, you can't just can't put them both at the top. I can't, but I'm gonna have to give in. You know this. This is the this is the, the Jordan one, yeah. and, and which because is LeBron the one, debate. The one the one claim that he has is a World a Cup. World Cup, and I have nothing nothing other to say. Yeah. I have nothing to say. You know, at least Jordan and LeBron both have gold medals. Yeah, uh, they both have FIBA championships. I mean. Yeah, I, it, it's the one thing I can't. I mean, I, I just I, I I'm going to cry. <laughs> Come on, Mbappe, I need you to do it, dog. <laughs> you asking for a lot from from uh, Mbappe. Like I'm just saying, I appreciate you, I really do. But uh, oh, there was one other like 
sometimes numbers just fuck with me. And this particular one, oh, where'd it go? It came across my screen, and I just didn't really know how to take it. No, not that one. Where the fuck did it go? Da, 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 da. Here's a stat off the top of my head as you search for this. This, this uh, I think this is just going. This might make you laugh. So, um, Tom Brady has more rings of the, than the Vikings, the Texans, and the Seahawks combined. I'm not even surprised. By that. <laughs> there you go. That's a number for y'all ass. <laughs> I mean, you you let shit remind me of uh, Numbers Never Lie. I, I used to love that show. So. Bro, that was such a great one. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, the big, the big baseball deal that just happened. Oh, I meant to bring Thir- that up. Thir- Thirteen years, like a hundred, like some. It's three. No, it's three hundred. Uh, some number that just makes no fucking sense. Carlos Correa, for those that you don't know, we talk. Carlos Correa has, has the highest salary average and highest salary Thir- 13 ever. Thirteen year, three hundred and fifty million dollar deal with the San Francisco 49ers. He also Giants, one of the, Giants, Giants, Giants. Sorry, I'm sorry, Giants. He also had one of the most unique baseball deals I've ever seen. He had a three-year deal, three years, 150 mil, where he had an option to opt out in the second and third year. So if you want to talk about ultimate player control of a deal, that is a very unique deal because I've never heard of a deal like that before in any sport. He got, he got a player-friendly deal because what you call it was the uh, – well, He was playing for Cincinnati, wasn't it? And the Reds were not very good. Or is it the Twins? The Minnesota. Twins. Sorry, the Twins. The twin. and, and he, one he of those. Got, either way, neither one of those teams are good. He, he, he got a deal because A.J. Hinch was the uh, the coach. Or yeah, what, yeah. What, what, the, uh, the manager. Yeah, manager. Yeah. He, he, A.J. Hinch was the manager. And if you know who A.J. Hinch is, 2017 Astros. Yeah. Um, But he got a deal just, just off the strength of A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch basically probably brought him in and was like, look, I'm going to give you an option. If we suck, you just go ahead and leave. I'll honor it, this and that. You know, things like that. So, A.J. Hinch probably pulled some strings for him. I, I believe A.J. Hinch pulled strings for him, and that's the reason why he got the deal he did. Um, what I will say is, Houston, please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, please keep drafting right. Please keep developing these players. Those deals like that in baseball do not pan out on the backside of the Carlos Correa might not even live up to the deal in his first three years while he's in his prime. Hell, neither will Aaron Judge may not either. And and the crazy part is, when Carlos Correa's deal is over, I think he'll be like forty one. And I don't even know if he'll play through the end. Of exactly. That deal. And if you know anything, Albert Pujols was the guy for a long time. Albert Pujols signed like a, a, a something crazy like that. I think it was like an eleven year deal at the time for like two hundred twenty five million. Um. If you know anything about baseball, and if you know anything about Albert Pujols, once he got traded, he never lived up to that contract. No. Ever. And shortstops, they go away quick. Once you get about 33, 34 and you're out your athletic prime, you're looking for a younger player to take over. Where's Carlos Correa going to play after? He's not going to play outfield. He's going to have to switch to a base because he can't play outfield. And so it's going to be interesting. Um. I'm very happy that the Astro the, the Astros really stole one on Jordan. I know Jordan is somewhere kicking his damn self. Mm-hmm. Or he might not be because the Astros won the World Series. So, but yeah, Carlos, man. thank you for everything you did for Houston, uh, 2017, 2019. We got to the World Series again. But um, Jeremy Pena is better. <laughs> Just I, Jeremy Pena is better, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, my God! I mean, been a lot of underrated, and under the radar. Obviously, the big ones were. Correa and Aaron Judge, your two big baseball deals so far. A couple of the Blue Jays made a couple of deals. Yeah. That that 
we'll see how those pan out. Not too bad. Um, Red Sox are doing Red Sox things. We made a couple trades, but nothing. Eh. We also lost players left and right. Um, the Yankees are the Yankees. Of course, they kept. There's a the fact that the Giants almost had Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa is kind of like ridiculous to think about. Yeah, because that would have been it. But when that story broke, and I'm sure you saw that. The story broke for like 45 seconds, and then they were like, oh, I'm sorry. Judge never confirmed that he was signing with, with the Giants. I'm like, bro, how you going to get San Francisco all hyped up to retract your story? Like, bro, wait till the shit happens, and then make it go from there. That's funny to me because I – San Francisco right now was hype because they got Carlos Correa. I just I just hate – and I hate reporters. And Astros fans are like just chilling like, thank God we didn't give him that money. Like – I just is I just I do I hate some of these guys like like everybody tries to be like the um like like the Woges like the Adam Schefters like like bro just chill like, yeah they try to drop the Woj bomb and it doesn't happen they try to be uh, first that one blew up smooth in his face uh, like but you anyway. know we don't talk a lot about uh, we don't talk a lot about baseball so but um there's your little gems for baseball because we do keep up with it both one hundred percent but uh, ladies and gentlemen this has been another. Phenomenal episode of Gentleman's Talk. And like we said earlier, I am the bartender for the wet t-shirt contest on Wild Wednesday, Mr. G. Yo. And I'm going to be the guy behind the ones on twos DJing for that contest, DJ Michael B. Have a great rest of the week, people. We're out. So long, get burdens, I'm out When you see me in my zone, you can bet I'm doing numbers in my stock. I'm never